What's up? Welcome to episode number 22 of Track Record Sports. I'm your host, James, alongside my co-host... Chance. Awake Chance this week. Last week was Sleepy, last last was, week was sleepy Chance. Last two weeks were Sleepy Chance. Two weeks? <laughs> with what a, do you mean? With a special guest as well. Okay. Avoid the conflict. Pops. Welcome. <laughs> uh, if you're new, if you're not, we start each episode off with a week in review. So I'll go Chance first. How was your week? Stressful already. Uh, I've realized how behind I am on a lot of my projects. I feel that. And so I am in a mad frenzy trying to like figure out how to finish all of them before their deadlines. Um, I still haven't turned in my first project for one of my classes. You hate to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what else have I been doing? Went up Saturday to a little art fair in Kansas City. Um, bought a print and a sticker. Went to a couple vintage shops, vintage shops with my sister. And then Dad took me out for tacos and margaritas and got me really, really handy <laughs> on two margaritas. They were so strong. They were the, there was no the mix in them. I think it was just tequila. <laughs> tequila drank, food coloring. He, he drank two and was cool. Like He was fine, and I drank two and was like... <coughs> and then yeah. went and uh, bought more records because I'm a fiend. Because you have an addiction. Pops, what was your week like? Ah, stressed as always. <laughs> That's Okay. New that. things are happening, new places oh, to be. Oh, that is true, that's true. Today's session brought to you by Monster, would you like a little bit? <laughs> Not officially sponsored yet, but yeah, Pops has two new things on the horizon. Um, for me, same thing, didn't realize how close finals week are. Yeah, we only <laughs> have two <laughs> weeks of classes. So kind of stressing about Wait, that. But no, next week's the last week of classes. Yeah, right? and then next week is finals after that. Wow. So, wow. that's about it. <laughs> I'm pretty... Uh, yeah. That's about it. Thrown off by that one. But besides that, just back on the grind. I picked up MK11 right before this. Oh, yeah. You're going to grind tonight? I'm going to grind tonight. going to grind Wednesday. Going to get ready for Friday. Wednesday. You don't have time Wednesday. Wednesday night? Yeah, I will. After the concert? Yeah, I will. No, you won't. No, I promise won't. promise you won't. I won't. I'll be so dead. Didn't you just say you had only two weeks of school left? Oh, <laughs> you're getting in trouble, yeah. dude. <laughs> priorities, priorities. Yep. <laughs> um, before we go into NFL, because that's what we got pops on for some special draft stuff, we're going to hit some NBA news first. NBA. Jason Kidd interviewed by the Lakers. Um, Don't love to see it as a Lakers <laughs> fan. <laughs> uh, I feel like most of the time, I don't know why, it feels like these past players don't make incredible coaches. I mean, you look at Steve Kerr. Clearly, he's a great coach. But he mm-hmm. also has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. And KD. It kind of makes it easy. Well, starting out, he did yeah, yeah, yeah. all of those pieces. But um, Jason Kidd has a losing record as a head coach. Don't love to see that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how to feel about that. I th- I think he could be better than Luke Walton, but yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how, really yeah, I know how much you're actually improving if you do that. Like he's still not good. He does have the most creative uh making a timeout when he doesn't have one, spilling the cup of water. Yeah, let's just say he's on Shacked in a Fool kind of bit. <laughs> he's a Shacked in a Fool kind of coach. He's a Shacked in a Fool alumni. <laughs> I said that's so weird, And Luke Walton is actually out on the Kings now, but like second day he was coach, comes out, uh, someone's suing him for sexual assault. Did you see that today? Yes, I did. What a, what a guy. <laughs> so. he's, he's good. He's getting picked up, James. 
No, I said no. You're gonna freak out about it. I'm not. But um, what an idiot. You know, (laughs) (laughs) how often have we talked about just don't do bad things and you'll be okay? Uh, I can't make eye contact with pops. There you go, (laughs) bugging me because I'm like trying to duck below. Um, but we've, I mean, we've said it countless times. How mm-hmm. dumb can you be? I, it's so simple to stay out of trouble. I know. It's like you're in this a good person. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're already up at the top. Like you're already coaching an NBA team. You already, you made it. Like, what are you doing messing that up? You're being Luke a bonehead. Walton. That's what you're doing. You're being a bonehead. Well, well I that, still question why Luke Walton never got a head coaching job. It's factual. He wasn't much of a player to begin with. Nope. nope. His dad's <laughs> nope. an idiot of an announcer. Even though I come from Rip City days, and thank you, <laughs> thank Bill Walton, for that, that one diamond ring. But <laughs> Yeah. We've, had, we've talked about Bill Walton a couple times. We're like, <laughs> in performance, we talk about, like, announcers we don't like. And Bill Walton's Bill top Walton's of the list for me. Up, well, Joe Buck's top Joe of the Buck's list for still me. Joe Buck's still absolute Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Buck. But Bill <laughs> Walton's the worst. But at least you can listen to a Joe Buck pro- broadcast. Like You know who's actually probably my... my my new number one most hated, what? most disliked. What? Jason Witten. Jason Witten. I knew you were gonna say Jason so Witten. So bad. <laughs> I don't know how. He, I don't CTE know. CTE punched him in the face halfway through some of those in, those uh, game broadcasts, and he no, just, like mid sentence he just uh, <laughs> he, was, he stroked out mid sentence. Too many over the middle. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, Rumble left him high and dry a couple times. I'm sure. You want to jump straight into we're, playoffs? We're just going to go to playoffs because we uh, got playoffs in the NFL. Bucks complete the sweep of Detroit. That I think was, that's, that was pretty. I mean, I it was going to happen. I think it's expected of the Bucks. You know how they're playing, best team in the M- NBA at the end of the season. Like, Giannis, but is there, Giannis is playing out of his mind. Is he still. MVP then? I'm kind of. I'm kind of leaning towards him. I'm leaning towards yes now, um, but. You saw how much the the Rockets struggled whenever Harden was held to however many points until like mm-hmm. late in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, or fourth period, however you want to say it. I'll get burned at the stake either way. But uh, you saw how much the Rockets struggled offensively without him scoring at that magnitude. So I think I think the race is still neck and neck. I don't really know if there's a clear guy right now. It's not going to be a unanimous decision, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I still think it's LeBron. He's, Dude, he's, he's been trying. Throat, man. He's been trying so hard. I'm like, I didn't no, even put anything with LeBron on here because <laughs> I didn't want to get in. No, no. It's, it's Giannis. He's just he carries his team. He carries the league. Uh, Harden continues to score big points. Statistics, him and Westbrook, statistics, but they don't win when they need to win. So, That's true. And I think Giannis is going to drag his team all the way to the finals against the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, oh wow! That was uh, that was actually kind of a hot one. That was kind of hot, but I'm with it. I'm, 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 I'm with, with it too. Confidence. You know, Chuck called Blazers too. Did he really? Yeah, he has Blazers going to the finals. The way they're playing this this series, I don't, I don't know who's going to stop them. Honestly, even though I'm a I'm a big Russ fan. Yeah, he's been he's been manhandling Russ at this point. <laughs> the whole team's been manhandling the Thunder. Though. <laughs> it's been uh, pretty embarrassing. I saw a tweet. I don't know if you sent it to me. Or somebody else did, but it was uh, there's an onion article that says I send that to you. Russell Westbrook <laughs> stays in the gym for shoots a hundred shots and misses all of them. Or something yeah, like that. <laughs> he's like stays in the gym later to miss an extra one hundred shots. <laughs> some more air balls in that last contest than I've seen in the entire second half of the season. Yeah, he just I don't know what it is. He's just struggled in the playoffs lately. Um, 
ever since that year when they almost beat the Warriors, it's mm-hmm. just been. I think I saw that they're four and fourteen since then. Really? Yeah. In playoff action? Wow. It does. It does just make you think. Like, and that's the thing that with Russ is that is always brought up is like, is he just a regular season guy? You know, because he puts up the triple double yeah. stuff, but like, but he doesn't playoff wins either. So is it just like like fluky? You know, like because he can't carry in the playoffs. We see it against against Portland. Yeah, he's playing somebody who matches his intensity. I think is the biggest problem because you see Russ play against most of these point guards. They're all pretty passive guys. They don't mm-hmm. have that same intensity. And then you mm-hmm. have you have Dame who plays with a, a a chip on his shoulder the entire time. Yep, it's gonna. I love seeing them butt heads. I love seeing them like go at each other. But I think right now Dame is clearly playing at one of the highest levels in the playoffs at this point. I think. I think he's had the most impressive performance for me so far. I think so too. I think just compared to everyone else, you know, because you because you go in, and you think, okay, KD's gonna have a time. Kawhi's gonna have a time. You're like, you expect Lillard to support the Blazers, but you don't expect him to lead the yeah. playoff scoring with 28 points per game. You know, like. With- which, especially with how much he struggled in the first round in the past. I never would have seen him coming out of the gate like this and playing like he is, but mm-hmm. it shows how much he's matured as a player. He's he's kind of, he's gotten more comfortable. He's he's clearly he's clearly the leader on the team now. He's He's been that role for a few years, but I think he's finally, like, stepping into those like, shoes and, like, really embracing it. Yeah. Um, as much as I do dog on him just to get under your skin. I know you do. He's he's an incredible player. Yeah, I mean, he's you legit. can't. He is legit, and yeah. that's why I put down Lillard's legit. Like, he is the reason. Like, at the end of the day. I like how you put in, I'll go off here. Because you thought I was going to gonna like, try yeah. to get under your skin more. But I was no, like, I'm, I'm like, about to bring I'm it like up. Agreeing, agreeing with you. And then I was, I was going to just bring up, like, because I know the most about, I mean, me and Pops know the most about Portland, you mm-hmm. know. So, outside of Lillard, the reason, like, that we have the 3-1 lead right now is because this bench that we didn't know we had. Well, and Ennis Cantor stepping up in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's we, somebody who's played... So mediocre his whole career. Uh-huh. I mean, then he gets there, and I don't know what changed. I don't. I don't... Seeing Yusuf break his leg, I guess. <laughs> that was it. That was it. R.I.P. Nurkic, bro. He's not dead. <laughs> his he's leg's dead, dude. He's not using it. You <laughs> come back with that Terminator leg, and you're not gonna be saying nothing. Dude, if he had comes back with a bionic leg, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. As long as it's not a blade, and he shoots his girlfriend. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh! Left field for you folks. <laughs> Left field. <laughs> so the game tonight is in Portland, though. It's in Portland. I think it's going to be a really competitive game. Oh, I, I, think, I, think I think so think too. It's going to be like the, the Thunder. Clearly, know if they lose this, they're they're done. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to play with this ridiculous intensity. But I I think Portland ends up taking it. Honestly, I think Portland does too. And I was saying. When we were watching the game, I was like, if they lose this game, it's going seven. But mm-hmm. if we win this game, I think they come home and just finish it. Because you, cause whenever OKC traveled to Portland and played, like, they were shooting, like, 20%. Like, they can't yeah, – they couldn't score. Like, so I think That's that home court is going to be too. really important. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Do you think – do you think that Oklahoma City has a chance at all to win the game? I think they for sure have a chance just because of they know the eliminations on it, like on their back. So I think it's going to be competitive, but I don't think they're going to be able to. That's fair. To come out of the home crowd. That's a fair assessment. But Boss. will will they come back with that same strategy though of playing the physical ball just to get under Dame McCollum and I mean, and hope the rest can can step up again? I'm sure that that's got to be their only hope at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so worth. too. I and think it's more so just because, yeah, like that's their only. 
option right now is like, well, as long as we can slow down Dan McCollum, yeah. you know, and make sure that Cantor beats you and Seth Curry beats you and Chief beats you, you know, because like, and I think they have to do it there because they know that when they're at home, they already have that kind of edge, yeah. you know, just being on your home court. But I think that's kind of their only their only strategy. Well, I'm still fearful of Old Man Fenton coming back. Oh my gosh, you sent me that, that peanut. Oh, that dude. Yeah. He, he went off. He well, was man, not, was hitting mid-range jumpers like nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Whose assignment is Felton? <laughs> I mean, Raymond Felton, built like a, a small bridge troll. <laughs> but, man, he – I don't. I hate his jump shot, too. It's so ugly. It's so yeah. flat. But He's, it goes in. It goes in. <laughs> I'm just – I think the biggest takeaway from this, though, is how Stephen Adams is kind of getting beat. The whole series. And that's and again go back to Cantor. Really go back to Cantor. Him. Yeah. Because Cantor's played some amazing defense on him. Because usually Stephen Adams is one of the best centers in, in the, the NBA. Yeah. But Cantor is just like not allowed him to to bully him. You know. Yeah. Which yeah, because because Adams is kind of that key piece to their offense. Like cause as he, if he succeeds, everyone else oh, succeeds. For sure. You know. For sure. I'd like to see how it plays out next year too when they have two healthy big men if if can't canter stays mm-hmm. and if Nurkic is healthy i think that would be they i could, think i think a big man basketball is kind of making a comeback honestly um yeah you saw how much it hurt the pistons with blake being out the mm-hmm. first three games of the mm-hmm. series um they my, my dad we were just talking about this too he was like i just see him i see that brand of basketball coming back and being uber successful because all these teams have built their teams around small, so so like small lineup. yeah and then I'm excited to see what it's going to look like in Dallas next year with uh, Luca and Porzingis. Porzingis. If Porzingis doesn't get like convicted of anything, right? Because he has something there. on him too. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody, you can go down. Everybody does. Yeah. It's a bad time. Yep. So Bucks. This is their first playoff series win since '01. Since '01, they did the the old Ray Allen photos out on ESPN from their last playoff series win. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that is just goes back to Giannis. Like he literally is willing that team. I mean, not that they're a bad team, but. He is so good yeah. that he just makes I mean makes that road easy for them. I agree. Toronto's up three one over Orlando. Um, Orlando won that first game, right? That was a yeah. I think that first was totally or second a is fluke. a fluke. Yeah. I think it's a fluke. They should have swept it, but then again, it was that first round with you know Kyle Lowry and his and his <laughs> bad first game well, jitters, shoot, or whatever. What did he shoot over over seven or over something? Seven. He didn't score a point. Yeah, how do you how do you be that's so funny? How do you me. be the starting point guard like key to their offense and you don't score? Because you're Kyle Lowry in the first round. Yeah, I mean some people <laughs> just have bad juju. It's yeah. really just yeah. I'm hoping he breaks it. I think maybe he was thinking he's still playing LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> chill out, dude. <laughs> oh, chill out. But the game is at Toronto tonight. Predictions is Toronto. Toronto's taking Stealing it. it. It's, it's I think over. So too. I, think so. I think so too. And it, this has been a pretty, pretty cut and dry first round. Besides the one series we're going to get to, I mean, but all these three ones, I think that it's going home and they're just going to take it. I agree. Do you have any? Nope, I agree entirely because the the way the teams are setting themselves up for success at the final here mm-hmm. is just rolling. It's just you're mm-hmm. not going to see surprises like whoops, we we got swept the last two and we lost the series. It just isn't rolling that way. And that kind of makes me think of the uh, – we were talking to Labs earlier or a couple of days ago about should the NBA playoffs be reduced from eight teams? Because does this – you know, the Orlandos and the Indiana, Indianas and the Clippers, like the, if it wasn't eight, those guys wouldn't make it in, so you'd have a more concentrated talent? I guess. 
I think it's fun the way it is, though. As a as a basketball fan, I don't want to see it reduced. I mean, mm-hmm. you you like basketball being on until June. It's something you look forward to. March Madness is over. You can just focus on on the NBA playoffs, and the NBA playoffs are still exciting, mm-hmm. even if it is sweeps. The games have been pretty close in the sweeps. Mm-hmm. They haven't been blowouts. It's just one team's clearly better than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't agree with wanting to reduce the amount of teams in it. I think that's kind of bogus. So if you don't reduce, would you want to see no conferences and just go would, straight 1 through 16? I would love that. That'd be really cool. That would be very cool. Because then you'd have the best. There would there'd be no excuses for, oh, there's too many teams in the NBA that oh, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be getting in. It'd just be the top 16 teams, and if, you're, if you don't make it, then too bad. Mm-hmm. And I think... You kind of see us going towards that anyways with the way the All-Star game set up now. It's just two guys picking who they want on their team. Mm-hmm. True, it's true. It's not the East versus West anymore. It's Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. It's, I don't know. I could see them going to it. I would, I would love to see it. It would be, it'd be a lot of fun, I think. I still think there's, there's value in what baseball did a couple years ago when they had the All-Star uh, game where the, the opponent, who, whoever won, got the advantage in the series. Mm-hmm. American versus national. Yeah. So there is some importance to it. It's not just a throwaway game of nobody playing defense and everybody shooting from 47 feet. So. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see something like that implemented because it is just, I mean, as fun as it is to see, you know, each team score 150 points, like it, it isn't worth anything, you know? Yeah. But then I think it'd be hard to, like, how would you actually implement anything for an NBA style, yeah. you know, game? Like, whereas, you know, whereas MLB, because okay, World Series, you have home field advantage. You yeah. know, but for NBA, I don't know how that would, how that work. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I just think home court should like whoever gets more of the home court games should be decided on who has a better record through mm-hmm. the regular season. I think that makes the most sense. Better teams should get the home court. Um, I I like the format of the All Star Game now though. It gets guys to intermingle with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's guys that kind of want to play with each other. I guess. I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it kind of there was a trade in the All Star game this year. Like that's hilarious. That's that's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it caused kind of caused for some pre pre All Star break drama because they were gonna have Russ and Joel Embiid play together. Yeah, right so after they had their yeah. little education. Like so it, it, it is fun. fun. So yeah, I, I don't know. I would like to see him go to just a 16 seed. But I, the best gets in. Yeah, that's why I'd like it too, though, is because then it makes teams that maybe don't play each other all year. You know, now all of a sudden it's playoff time, and you gotta and you gotta match up with them. So I think that's where I think it'd be the most fun is just seeing these teams that don't, you know, play each other. I agree. Philadelphia is up three one on Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn stole that game, and it was a great win for them. But I think Philadelphia was the favorite anyways coming out of here. But I think this shows more towards Brooklyn's rebuild is kind of boosted on schedule. Yeah, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes, they they're they're ahead of where that we thought they would be at this point. You know, we thought they'd finish the season, not make the playoffs, be higher up and closer to the, the lottery. Well, now they're not. Now they're in the, the middle, but they also have gelling of their talent. Yeah, they, is... have a, they have a lot of young talent. I mean, I think I think what really boosted him is adding D'Angelo Russell to the roster. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the vocal leader of the team. He's the, the leading scorer. But then, uh, dude with the big fro and the headband. What's uh, his name? I think it's Allen. Allen. He's really impressed me, too. I think he's somebody to build on as well. Um they just once again they're just a gritty basketball team. I think they play with a lot of intensity. They remind me of the Clippers. That kind of blue collar, just they yeah. they're just gonna Get go work. Face, yeah, make you yeah, really, really mm-hmm. mad to play them. Yeah. And that's what happened with Philadelphia. They, this whole series has been one of the more chippy, yeah, chippy series of the whole. Philadelphia's <laughs> gonna get beat up in Philly. <laughs> they're all saying he's, he's gonna get beat up tonight in Philly. <laughs> Not even by the players. All the fans are gonna get on. Yeah, he's gonna get beat up because it's Philly. 
They don't Their care. Their fans are insane. They don't care. No, not at all. <laughs> I think Philadelphia takes this one. The game's at Philadelphia. I agree. I think they bring it home and take yeah. it home. Even and they, I wouldn't be mad if Brooklyn won. Oh, I think <laughs> I it'd be awesome. We yeah. see some more Philly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philly and Brooklyn. That's. A, I think it's a lot of. That's a really fun series to watch. Yeah, for sure. And it is just that proximity. Like you, like you know each other. You yeah. know, you're like, really close together. Uh-huh. Like there's no running away. Um, I do love. I love the way that Philly plays though, and the way they like you can tell they all get get along. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and Joel Embiid in that last press conference were making jokes about yeah about Dudley and then about not wanting to blow a three one lead like the Warriors like that's, <laughs> that, that's hilarious. And, but that's that the thing about the NBA though. though. I, I mean, it yeah, could because you've seen guys say stuff before. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it's fun though. But I think Philadelphia is talking about the big man stuff. Philadelphia I think is a team that kind of brought that back. I mean, I think I think of Philadelphia just with. Joel Embiid's style and how big he is. Yeah, and he plays like an aggressive big man. An aggressive big mm. man. Whereas, like, I mean, you could say Detroit, but Andre Drummond is a rebounder. Like, he's not really... Mm. He stepped up this year, though, and he scored a lot of points. Him and Blake split the scoring title on that team. But I still I still think he's... But I think Embiid is more of a complete oh, 100%. big man like that. And yes. that's why I think is that style has brought back Embiid's in the best Philly. big man in basketball. I mean, there's... Mm-hmm. Undeniably, he's he's the best there is right now, so... To try to compare him to like Blake or to Drummond, they play different games, but mm-hmm, it's clear mm-hmm. that Embiid's superior in skill. Right. Um, but I think I look at I look at the Pistons kind of bringing that style back because they mm-hmm. did go out rather than getting an All Star guard, they got Blake Griffin, who now is kind of adapting his game to play kind of like a guard. He's like yeah, a swingman he's a he's bit. kind of scary when you see him play because he can dribble the ball now, mm-hmm. he can shoot he a, a mid range and a and a three. He used to be a liability at jump shot like. Oh, you didn't Ben want him Simmons to shoot. bad. Yeah. Ben Simmons bad. You know, <laughs> but he's actually developed his game to to help his style. Whereas before he was just a dunker. We've talked about before too. Where like, yeah, he's reduced his dunks by almost half. Yep. Like he's stopped doing that. He's like, it's not longevity. Do you think Ben Simmons' jump shot will ever be fixed? A legitimate <sighs> question. Legitimately, I feel like it's almost like a Markel Fultz thing. Like I almost feel like it's mental as much as it is that he can't shoot. Because I think he could get a coach over the summer and oh, and find a jump shot. But I think it's also like a mental block of like, you know, oh, I, I don't no, have a jump I, shot. Everyone says I don't have a jump shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he handles it better than Markel Fultz did though. Oh, oh yeah, oh that yeah. Weird free throw thing that messed him all oh, up. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Simmons seems to just like scoff it off and then go and play. <laughs> he plays his game, and not everyone in the league should be a jump shooter. Yeah, but if you're I mean, Ben Simmons, I think you have to have a jump shot. He's six nine or six ten. Why? <laughs> you have to, cause and we. T- I think I brought it up last time. If not, I'm about to bring it up right now. Cause with him not jump shooting, it messes up the whole rotation of the offense. We did talk about that. Because yeah. without a jump shot, and you see people do it all the time. I think LeBron started it. We're like, okay, I'm guarding Ben Simmons. I can start in the paint because you're not gonna be able. You can't shoot. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So he drives, but that forces Joel Embiid to rotate up, and now Joel Embiid is taking threes when mm-hmm. he should be posted on. Whoever, so I think he has to have a jump shot to make that offense run smoother. I mean, they make they make it work because they both are stars. Yeah. But if he could ju- if he could have a jump shot, it'd be. Yeah, they'd be like an unfair team. Yeah, they'd be really. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot we even talked about that. Honestly. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if we brought it up or not, but. Boston sweeps Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kyrie Irving for being. The best offensive playmaker. I called him that on accident one one <laughs> podcast, but now it's like almost holding true. Kind of since we said it, it's kind of it's kind of yeah, solidified. Um, he's been playing some explosive basketball. Um, 
he's clearly the best player on his team, the best scorer on his team. Without him, yeah, definitely yeah. not as high of a C as they are. Let I was alone saying, if I was saying, in it. I was saying without them, they're very similar to Indiana. Like they're oh, not, yeah. you know, that impressive without Kyrie. So when he leaves next year, it's really gonna hurt him. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah. So it all saying. goes back to your top 16. They wouldn't have made it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you we mm-hmm. went into a seating yeah. like that, Indiana wouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. Without Kyrie Irving, they yeah. wouldn't be there. Right. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, Kyrie's explosive. Oladipo is definitely the difference. Uh, yeah, I said would, would it, how different. Because I think Boston still probably would have won. But would it be extremely different with Oladipo if he was playing? I think so. I think it would have been – Indiana would have won – one or two games at least, I think, Maybe, if not taking the series. I think they would have competed a little bit better, but still, I think. You still think Boston just takes uh, it? Just Boston go. still takes it, but I think we would have seen better basketball. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I agree with that. Because, I, I mean, I think Oladipo is just so important to that team that without them, they get swept. I think they at least take – I think if Oladipo's there, go seven. That's how, that's seven. how That's how good I think Oladipo is for that team that I think it would go seven. Okay. I was going to say five, but – yeah. I'll split the middle, go six. <laughs> <laughs> Golden State up 3-1 on the Clippers. Didn't write anything because it's, it's Golden State. Surprise. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Clippers stole the game that they weren't supposed Blue to, game. you know. Yeah. Whatever. The series should be over. It should be. It's about to be. Yeah. Uh, Denver's tied 2-2 with San Antonio. I think this is one of the craziest series I in the playoffs. I didn't see this coming. I figured uh, Denver would have handled San Antonio pretty easily. That's what I thought was coming out of the box, but, you know. San Antonio, scrappy, gritty team down there. They're really well coached And with team. a bunch yeah. of experience. Like, yeah. I think that's – at the end of the day, like, even though if they don't have the best team or the yeah. biggest star or whatever, like, they just have so much playoff experience that I think that's the only reason they're in right now. Yeah, they have Father Time as their coach. So he's, he's been around <laughs> the block a few times. Um, it's his extensive press conferences and, and, and quips <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the press that he gives out that really put him <laughs> over the top. But I do I, I honestly haven't got to watch many of the games in this series. Um, Most of them have been like at least this one that's on, on NBA TV. Yeah, NBA TV. Like they're not even on the big networks. That sucks because it's been like the best series <laughs> right, in the whole, right. whole playoffs so far. Um, I, I I I see Denver taking the series though. Yeah. Um, do you think that this changes their? Projectory after this, like, does this harden them up and like, oh, like a wake up call? Oh, it has to. You if know, it doesn't, then they're gonna or get is it, knocked or, out next round. Yeah, or is mm-hmm. it a stumbling block and now they're just waiting to get knocked out next round? I think if they have to take this as an awakening call. I mean, they're young. They have probably the second best big man in the league in Jokic. Jamal Murray's. Improved. He's rising. He's rising. Yeah, he's, he's rising. rising. Um, even if it is a stumbling block for them, they're young. They're going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like an end all thing. It mm-hmm. takes. It takes a team a couple of years to really get the hang of playing in the playoffs together. Yeah, and playing solid basketball when it matters. I guess. That's what I'm yeah. Say. Yeah, and I think it is just comes down to them being young. They do have stars, but none of them have the experience. The experience. But I think I'd like to see Denver take it. But honestly, right now, I could see San Antonio taking it. Like, I, I can see upset. I think San Antonio would play every team that would be remaining in the West well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a team that pl- – I thought I saw somebody in the door and that just freaked me out. But there's nobody there. Um, they play really well. They play hard. They're going to play everybody hard. And they play good defense is, I think, what really – what's the big difference. They have nobody that's, like, super selfish and me, me, me. It's more of a team, team-oriented team game of basketball. And, and that's again, what, it goes back to Popovich. Uh-huh. I mean, he's the one that's uh-huh. seen these same schemes throughout the West. He's played these franchises. He knows what they're bringing, what the coaches in that coaching tree that came off of him oftentimes – 
So they're not surprising him. So he coaches them to play good defense. You know, yeah. they may not have the great offense, but we'll shut down their their key offensive yeah, players. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, they weren't they won't score a hundred. You know, but we don't have to either. You yeah. know, because mm-hmm. we can hold them to you know eighty five. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that is what they kind of rely on. And we were talking the other day too. It's so weird to even see Kawhi in Toronto, and I forget DeRozan is in. Yeah. San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. They're a team that just flies under the radar. They're mm-hmm. in San Antonio, Texas. They're not in Houston. Mm-hmm. They're not in L.A. They're not in whatever. Mm-hmm. But they they just always play good basketball, and they're quiet about it. And yeah. I think that's why I, I kind of like the Spurs. I mean, mm-hmm. I have since Timmy D was there. I, mean, I just think it's like you, not like you can't – I think it's you can't not like San Antonio. They yeah, play yeah. the game right. Like, you can't yeah, you not like anything it. bad. Yeah. They just yeah. play basketball. None of those words like we had earlier about Nickelhead and yeah. Yeah. what's he up to yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood because I probably just jinxed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have the Jinx brothers over here. <laughs> I forgot about knockers. that. <laughs> uh, we talked Portland. Oh, before we move on, Denver. The game is at Denver. Who takes it? Tonight. I'm going Denver. Denver. I'll go Denver. I think they, I mean, they just won the last one. Jokic just uh, dropped sweet. a double-double. Um, I just had Special. I couldn't figure out how, how to do it for him. Um, we already talked about Portland, OKC, Houston up three one on the Jazz. No surprise there either. I don't think I want to say it is, but then again, if you look at the se- regular season, it's not. <coughs> Just from the last season, Jazz haven't really been the same. The same team. I think it goes to the fact that they figured out Donovan Mitchell. Like Donovan Mitchell came in and it was that rookie surprise, but yeah. now people know how to play him, and they don't have enough star power. Rudy Gobert is amazing. Yeah. I mean, he is an amazing player. I mean, Joe Ingles can can get it done, too, Crowder but he's not. Up every once in a yeah, while. but it's just it's not. Ricky Rubio is fine. It's not enough to beat Houston. No. Houston has too much star power. Too mm-hmm. much. Too many good shooters on the court. Yes. At, yeah. Every, everywhere. <laughs> and arguably the best step-back jump shooter of all time. I don't even think it's arguable. No, dude. I don't it's, think it's, it's arguable. It's it automatic is. whenever he steps back. If he doesn't travel, I knew he's gonna bring up a travel. But it's not a travel. I did talk to Luke. You about did talk it. to Luke. Yeah, and it's something to do with his gather foot. That's it's what like I read too. Okay. It's his gather. I'll so watch it's not, more it's closely. Not, <laughs> it's not a travel. It looks like one. Even Luca adopted it too, though. So Luca was using it too. Who his, and he his has is just his isn't his is more long, so it looks even more mm-hmm. like a travel. It's Harden's a, is a Harden's is almost a quick step. Quick, but yeah, mm-hmm. Luca gets a lot more space on his, so he can step back some crazy distance. Yeah. <laughs> and just let it fly. Uh, I've also been impressed with how deep Lillard has been shooting the ball from. He's been pulling up literally from like a step over half court. Logo line. Lillard. Yeah, that's Logo insane. Lillard. Cross half court. I'm open. They were. I'm in range. Insane. Did you watch any of the game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the stat they put up about like from 27 feet or longer? He's like 12 for 16. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. <Yeah. laughs> he's like over half court. He's in range. <laughs> it's changing defenses. They got to pick him up at half court now. Yeah. It's just like when Steph started hitting all those shots, everybody's picking him up. Yep. They're just face guarding him the whole way down the court because they're like, he can literally well, shoot from anywhere. <laughs> well, and what happened was when, when he got him the ball, because that's why, I mean, the, you give him the ball immediately and it's already in his hands. Yeah. So that's how you have to do it first. But then once he got over half court, he's getting doubled. But it's Damian Lillard, so he's fine in the open. Like, yeah, then, you're playing, then you're playing four and three, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that is also what helped us get that win last night is they doubled because they had to, but the doubling also opens up. You know, weakness too. Yeah, and it was first time that we saw that bench that surprises us out of Portland. That you know, Dame and CJ were doubled and shut down a little bit in the first quarter, mm-hmm. but they distributed the ball to others that that put it in sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> layups I, were a burden for oh both my teams. 
gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times Mo Harkless was in there at three feet. And was, I'm like, put it in the basket. I'm like, what are you doing? It's amazing how sometimes the pros miss, like, the simplest of tasks. Like, oh, turn around, turn around baby hook from five feet. And they just completely miss. <laughs> it's like, what do you what do? You... But then they'll step back at 27 and make yeah, it. Yeah, like, That doesn't even make sense. I'm like, what are you doing? But I'm like, I can't do that, so it's fine. Yep. You're getting paid a lot of money to do that, and I'm sitting here talking. Yeah, about you can it. you can just mess around. I, I don't matter. <laughs> right before getting draft talk, we have one NFL point. Did you see the comments? OBJ talking about being a cancer. No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that one. <laughs> he talk- Enlighten us. <laughs> he talked about. He's like, yeah, I'm a, uh, he's like took the blame. He's like, yeah, I'm a cancer on teams that don't care about winning. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is he wrong though? <laughs> He's not. The Giants though. did they really care about winning last He's year? Not though, because the the GM or someone came out and talked about this cultural problem. And if you have a cultural problem, you can't win game. Whatever. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm like that because I want to win games. Like I'm I'm a cancer on teams that don't care. I'm like, what? He's not. not lying. <laughs> You're not wrong. He's not lying, but there's others that can echo that same thing. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, these guys that are quality players with these teams that don't put it over the top. Mm-hmm. You know. Pittsburgh, New York. Yeah. There's others that have put the talent on the field, but they didn't put the talent together to win it. So. Yeah. And some of that stuff is like, especially with the Steelers, I always, always wonder how much ego, you know, is in that locker room. A when lot. you have Big Ben and A.B. and Le'Veon. Like, A lot. No wonder it didn't mesh. Like, all three of those guys have to be solo. Like, <laughs> that's, I can't imagine yeah. dealing with that locker room. I agree. Take a step back. Mike Wallace and those others that were at Steelers. Th- yeah. There's others mm-hmm. that have been there before those three yeah. even. Mm-hmm. And what's the common denominator of all of them? Ben Big Ben. Rapist. Again. <laughs> Telepathic. Jeez. I hate Big Ben, dude. Yeah, we're not I Big Ben. We're not Big Ben so lovers. Much. Oh. Even though he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but. I'll, I'll fight him, dude. <laughs> You're going to fight him. him. All you got to do is take out one knee. That is true. Or flick him on the forehead. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> t- Take out his knee, Tanya. Yep. <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> Tanya Hart. Oh, Lord. You ready to get this started? I'm ready to get started. Dad has worked on these notes for months. I'm months. ready to see the list. The list. Today's NFL special brought to you oh by Hershey's gosh. Chocolate. <laughs> this is he's, great. He's pulling out all his sponsors we didn't know we had. <laughs> Heck yeah. Every year we come into this glorious time of the season, the NFL season, where baseball's just getting started. Uh, NBA's, you know, trudging through the first round. Mm-hmm. We haven't had college basketball for a little bit. March Madness is over. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time to think about the strategy of it all. It's football. Okay? It's football. I love this part of the season. I love watching them game by game, season by season, but I love the strategy because what you do right now in the in – the, Postseason and in the pre-draft roundup, it can dictate your franchise for years. For years, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we ourselves, the Chiefs, or what we decided to do and trade up to the tenth, you know, pick number ten for yeah. Mahomes. Did I see that coming? I don't think. No, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone did. It's almost like that Przingis, like Knicks thing, where like, no, <laughs> why are you getting Mahomes with these other guys in the draft? It's like, oh. But, but what comes up every year between James and I with the with the NFL draft is I always study the guys coming out. They're, the lists come out, the mocks yeah. come out, and people have added, you know opinions upon every player, and every player only works in your particular system. But I find guys that could possibly work for the Chiefs and or are hidden gems that should be playing at the next level. 
You know, they have enough, you know, body of work in the college level or they just have those skill sets that sometimes show on film but don't show up at the combine or the personal workouts and pro days. So I've always created this list, and I've always tell him, he was on my list. And he's like, yeah. no way. And I'm like, yes way, this guy. You know, Kendricks and some of these linebackers that come out and we're like, oh, the linebacker, great. Yeah, next thing you know, he's Luke Keekley and he's got 147 tackles a year and, you know. Did we see that coming? Not really. You know, he, he did okay in Boston yeah. College, but did he, you know, was he everything he is now? So I always put together a list of guys. I always categorize them in, like, rounds one and two kind of guys, rounds two and three kind of guys. And, and then I even highlight the ones that I like in these these sections where we should pick one of, one of my guys okay. off the list. And that also goes back to when we talk football, we talk Chiefs in this house. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Same with mine. Oh, yeah. Um, my dad could give a dang about anybody else. <laughs> yeah, who cares what everyone else is drafted? Is there 31 other teams? <laughs> I care about, like, the, the top 10 picks are always exciting because you right. don't know who's going to get picked. Right. Yeah. First pick is always just it's a waiting game. Who, who are they going to take? Who's going to get taken? Um, Even now in years where you're like, where you thought it was secure, like, oh, Kyler Murray's definitely going number one. Now, now it comes like, I don't even know <laughs> who's going number one. I, well, I have right now the – CBS mock draft in the NFL on uh, – I have Mel Kuyper's board up. Mm-hmm. And both of them right now still have Kyler Murray going they number one, one. Yeah. to the Cardinals. And really the only thing to that is, of course, they're keeping it, you know, close to the, to the heart sleeve there, but are they going to trade Rosen, you know? Mm-hmm. Or can you put enough weapons around Rosen to make him successful at the next level, you know, to go to the next level? I think he's got the talent to be a, a starting quarterback there. Um, Kyler Murray – is he phenom? I don't know. I don't know. I that's that's the question that I had. It was I feel like with Kyler Murray, you're either gonna get somebody who's outstanding or you're gonna have a Johnny Manziel situation. Where he did all these amazing things in col- in college, mm-hmm. but then his game just doesn't translate over. Um you saw that a little bit with uh Mariota his first couple of years in the mm-hmm. league where he struggled to to adapt to an NFL offense, to throw the ball well. And now he's finally getting his footing. Yeah, I was going to say, not just, even until the past, like, two years has he actually kind of figured yeah. out how he can play yeah. in the NFL. It, how it translates. Mm-hmm. But with, with his instance, he's been so injury-prone that it's hard to, to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's where my biggest concern lays with Kyler Murray is I just feel like you're either going to get extremely good football or you're going to get really bad football. I don't and think when you any... pick number one, and the Chiefs themselves have been struggled with this for – the last six years. Right. When you yeah. pick number one, that guy has to be a game changer. Yeah. He has to step in and change games. He can't be from Central Michigan and, and blocking a bunch of girls' schools. He has to be a solid, <laughs> yeah. solid guy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I agree. He, he can't come in and need any work. He has to come in and be a day one starter, mm-hmm. a day one. I'm now helping the offense. I'm doing everything productive and what I should be. And that's what we struggle with when we got Eric Stink and Fisher. But but – then you look at the next year, you'd think drafting a quarterback at number 10 overall, mm-hmm. he'd be a first-year guy. So, I mean, clearly it's panned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, But right. had it not, how infuriated would you be that we traded up for a 10th tenth, a pick for it not to pan out? Well, Rosen himself was a number 10 pick. Yeah. But the difference being is we had Andy Reid, you know, the quarterback mm-hmm. whisperer, as they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, we put weapons around him. Yeah. That's what Rosen didn't have. That's Rosen true. didn't have line. He didn't have yeah, you know doesn't. consistent running game, you know wide receivers. And, you he know. has Larry Johnson. He has Larry, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry the Fitzgerald. most consistent <laughs> receiver yeah. probably ever. But 
he's only going to be there for what one more, one more year? Yeah, how much does you really have left in the tank? Like, yeah. dude is just about turning to dust. You know, father time. So and then Rosen is gonna, I think, kind of progress much like Mariota. Mariota didn't get all the help he needed around mm-hmm. him. Only yep. now are they putting the parts around him to make him successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Do you so? Do you think Rosen's out? No, I think they keep Rosen. You think they keep? I, I think so they you think keep the Raiders Rosen. move up to that. I one think spot the Raiders and... move up. That's actually my, my thoughts. There's the Raiders move up. They they go down a couple. They fill what they need to. Rosen's already their man. They just yeah. have to fill up the rest of the tank. How much do you think the Cardinals ask for for that first pick, though? Well, it's number one overall. Coveted. Yeah, first that's pick. yeah, it's valuable. That fourth round, that for, that because Raiders have the fourth pick. Do you think they ask for that fourth pick and then like a second round pick or another first round? Because the Raiders have what three, four, three firsts. Three firsts. Yeah. Yeah. I would say at least two of those firsts go for that number one. That's that's a lot. You're wow. banking yeah. on a lot. For that's what I'm saying to, to make sure that happens. Yeah. But that's Johnny Gruden. He's he's he fire did you, organization. Did you see that uh that quote he said to the GM? Uh uh-uh. uh He's like, I got you these first picks. Don't don't screw it up. He's like, I I bid a lot of stuff. Like trading Khalil Mack, trading you know Mark. Like yeah. he's like, I got a lot of crap for this, and I got you these picks, but you better now. Not you got to do the work. Out. And yeah. then it goes back to: Does he value Kyler Murray that much to say that he's going to be that game changer that comes in? I don't know. Because that's because <laughs> if, if he, not, if, if those is. three picks can go long ways to rebuilding this, uh-huh. they can finish out the first round with three quality starters, mm-hmm. which could be doo doo for the AFC West. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> we still got Mahomes. <laughs> I think if if the Raiders have a solid draft this year. I think that automatically makes the AFC West the toughest division in football. I mean, yeah. really, they're the only team that's struggling to. And if Denver drafts a quarterback, they need a quarterback. Joe Flacco is going to mentor that guy that comes up next. Yep. Um, and I think in the next year or two, that AFC West is becoming the most competitive scene in football. I don't know if anything's going to be able to touch them. Um, I think it has kind of been up there, though. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I don't think I don't know if it's been that top spot, but, but Denver was bad, awful last year. I, and the past couple, but it's been, but we've always been kind of up there on the most competitive, yeah. even within each other. You know, yeah, especially because the Chiefs in San Diego have been right up at that top spot for a yeah. while, and then depending on the year, you know, Denver and the Raiders could also be. I see Denver and San Diego trading spots in the next years to come. Mm-hmm. San Diego is going to fall off as soon as Phillip old Rivers. Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers goes. Do they have what's in the cabinet to replace him yet? Not necessarily. Right. And then yeah. Denver will grab a quarterback. Hopefully, Elway can develop him, and you know they're crossing ways. Not hopefully. We don't want him to develop anybody. But Elway has been as good as Elway was back in his day. He's got some bad quarterbacks. He really like has. he does not have a quarterback eye. He got like Manning. Then after that, it was okay. Been... But you've got to be blind to not get Manning. <laughs> like yeah. you yeah. have an option to get Manning. Okay, that's a smart move. But like Osweiler. Like he got what? <laughs> Nothing. You talking about Eli? Yeah, I did. I said even Eli. Don't talk no blasphemy on Peyton's name. You know he's <laughs> that best man. <laughs> He's I mean, sitting on the couch. Shout out insurance agent <laughs> Cooper Manning. <laughs> That's so awful. Um, both draft boards here have Nick Bosa going second to San Francisco, mm-hmm. which makes sense. They have a quarterback. They need to build up the defense. They Their do. offense is not mm-hmm. bad. They have well, a pretty good running game. And they struggled so much because of the injuries to Garoppolo and Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Like preseason, their first game, McKinnon went out with his yep. knee, and he was supposed to be 
their premier running back. So I think their offense is going to come back when those two guys come back. Mm-hmm. And then their defense is automatically going to be better. But then again, they're competing in the NFC West where they have to have good defense to compete against the likes of, you know, the Rams and their offensive powerhouse. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, they need a D Ford and they need Bosa. And so there they go. <laughs> Picks three and four are flipped on each of these lists. Um, ESPN has the Jets taking Josh Allen, outside linebacker from Kentucky. They have at four Raiders taking Quinnen Williams. That's if they don't trade up for that number one mm-hmm. spot. And then uh, CBS has that reversed. So the Jets taking Quinnen Williams and the Raiders taking Josh Allen. Yeah, that's I see them flip-flopping all over on the mocks, and that's about right because that's about how far the top five is going to fall. Yeah. Because you know, besides who goes first, it all depends on if anybody makes that move for that number one pick. Well, we've talked too. If Kyler, if Kyler Murray doesn't go number one, how far does he drop? Because we're like, if he doesn't really get taken question. on that number one, like who else needs him or wants to take a chance on him? You know. I saw ESPN. I can't remember exactly which um, which analyst list it was, but they were grading the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and they had uh, Murray, Haskins, and Locke all graded the same. Hmm. So I think that shakes it up if they don't take him first at that point. Because you got to think most of these teams are thinking. He's gone. We got to think about the next guys. So if that if he's available, then what does it throw up in the mm-hmm. in the front office? What what decision do you make then? Because if you take Kyler Murray and then Haskins ends up being the star, what what does your fan base think? What does mm-hmm. what happens there if uh-huh. if Haskins gets taken and Kyler Murray falls and you end up taking Locke, but then Murray ends up being amazing? Like mm-hmm. it's it's just a toss up. I don't I don't know if there's really the, the draft is such a a wild card. You don't mm-hmm. really know, but uh, there's so much writing on it that it's like. The most intense situation of the whole year, really, for the for the NFL. I don't. I, I lost. Words what are I was hard, saying. man. I don't know what, yeah, Words I don't know are hard. Saying. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, this is a year for the teams like Redskins and the Giants. You know, they're they're picking in that what ten twelve range. Well, they're hoping something like this shakes out. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. of them falls. Unfortunately, this draft is not the draft for quarterback. Yeah. Next year will be. Mm-hmm. When those two guys come out, uh, Oregon's uh, he, uh, Herbert and mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the other guy, but there's two two that are better than the four that are coming out this year. Yeah, next year. So yeah. just be wait, just be patient. If you're, it's always just a toss up. It's know. so it's so frustrating because you know that they're scouting they're scouting guys watch these college games over and over and over again. See they and they're probably thinking, man, we need a quarterback now, but next year we have somebody coming up that could be even better. And uh, that's where it gets shaken up here on the mock draft. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS has Tampa Bay taking Dustin uh, Devin White, linebacker mm-hmm. out of LSU, as does Mel Kiper. Um, they need defensive help. I think that's going to end up happening. But at six, they have Mel Kiper has the Giants taking Dwayne Haskins, but CBS over here has them taking Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. So that's I think that's where it's going to be really intense because it's do we take. Haskins now, or do we wait that extra year to see if one of these other guys will pan out? But then you then you run the risk of does one of these guys get hurt mm-hmm. this season? Do they? Do you want success now? Um, I think if they don't take a quarterback here, does OBJ's comments run true? Do they want to win? I I mm-hmm. think if you're New York, I don't know how you can go out of here with your first pick without being a quarterback. I think it has to be even if it's on. Ha- I mean, Haskins has been the one that's kind of been. Hold into yeah. New York, but if you take Locke or anybody, like mm-hmm. I think you if have you take to Haskins take one. Or Locke, I think you're fine. Yeah, Correct. but I think that it confirms 
that they're moving on from Eli, that they're focused on the future, they're focused on winning games. Because if they don't, I think it does solidify that OBJ's like, you don't care. Yeah. You're so still set on Eli, past his prime Eli, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't – and that's the thing with the draft that, I mean, we've all been saying, like, it's important because it dictates your future. But I want success now. You've been so bad for so long. Yeah. Any quarterback you get is going to be better than Eli. Yeah. You, you know? Look, you look, that's what – that's where I applaud the Chiefs organization these last couple of years. They've been – we have Alex Smith. He's playing really good football, but he's not getting us to that level we want. So you draft that new quarterback at 10th overall. Mm-hmm. He plays the best year of his of his career. I mean, he had a career <laughs> Best year, year of his life. Year <laughs> Play I mean, for his, his life. His yeah. career is literally probably done. I mean, yeah. that horrific, horrific injury. You start mm-hmm. – like, hey, you hate to see it. But you really do. He played that last year. Played amazing football. Yeah. Got us into the playoffs. We did lose because we're Kansas City. And that's what we, <laughs> because we're Kansas we, City. We can't win. Used to. We can't win playoff games at home. Um, <laughs> then he went on. We got more value out of him than we would have the prior year, and we brought in a guy with just absurd ability, and it's panned yeah, out. Right. I think that's what New York should look at doing. Have Haskins sit behind Eli for a year. Eli's played for. Years, even if he's not playing at a high level, he still knows the game, mm-hmm. and I think that's mm-hmm. what I've seen about Haskins is that he he's clearly physically gifted, but mentally he's not to that point yet mm-hmm. to where he would be a, a starter right away. And that's where um, everybody's been saying Drew Locke strives is he's he's got the arm, but he's also really really football smart and he knows the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what they end up doing there. I don't I don't have a clue what they're going to do. Well, that put that puts the the more the focus on that's the type of player they need, the Haskins that needs the development of the mm-hmm. year. Locke could go into a place that has more talent around him and he could succeed. So that's another organization that, that would rather look for more like the Redskins. I could see Locke going mm. to. Okay. Because they have, they have talent around him. They have uh, an owner that will go out and buy people. And so he may be more successful at, at Redskins than, than New York. Speaking of that, CBS has – the Redskins at pick 15 taking Haskins. And that's the first quarterback that goes. They have Haskins at 15. So, I don't know. Well, besides I, Murray at one. Besides Murray at one. But, the, yeah, the other quarterbacks. I still think New York is going to take a quarterback. I think they take Haskins. And I think that if Locke could go, I mean, Redskins would be a nice fit because they do have kind of a big old question mark now. Mm-hmm. And they've been cycling through the quarterbacks, each one getting their own injury, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think they're definitely in search of a quarterback like Drew Locke. I'm skipping ahead, but one pick on CBS's mock draft that kind of has me shocked is um, 22nd pick, the Ravens taking Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma. That would, uh, I think that would automatically make their offense better. That gives you more mm-hmm. throwing options than I couldn't name one Ravens receiver, honestly. <sighs> Did they have Mike Wallace? Was Mike Wallace? It's like... Willie Sneed. They had Willie Sneed. I'm like, but yeah. who's Willie Sneed? You know? Exactly. Who do you have that's even an option? Like, you have exactly. Lamar Jackson that you're trying to make this explosive offense around, but you don't have anyone to explode around him. And uh, the kid there out of Oklahoma, he's he's flying up the boards right now with his speed, with his hands, with his workouts. And he's in that niche right now of these teams that need just that. Sorry to say, but we're setting a standard out there with you got a <laughs> great really quarterback, are. you put weapons around him. Good things happen, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not seeing well, especially in this uh, offensive-centered game mm-hmm. now. We're showing that okay. Well, if you want to, if you want to put up points to win games, mm-hmm. you can't just have a guy, a guy like Lamar Jackson who can run and he throw like 
he has to have someone to throw to. You yeah. know, he has to have options around, like you were saying. I want to focus on AFC rival, the Broncos, real fast. They have two okay. first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS has them taking Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan, with their 10th pick. And then the last pick of the round, they have him taking Drew Locke out of Missouri. I think if they end up with Drew Locke, I'm kind of scared as a Chiefs fan. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think Drew Locke's going to pan over really well into the NFL. And uh, once they get a couple more receivers around him, they're going to be super dangerous. They have a great running back. I think uh, Lindsey, Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. I think he's going to pan out to be a, a fantastic running mm-hmm. back. He showed us last year just how yeah ran all over us, yeah. ran all over us. Hopefully well, that changes this year. Is look, it look. running all over us or running all over a defense a, that was number thirty second, thirty first in run defense? Right. I think he looked good against mostly everybody that played. True. Though. He I looked mean, good. He was the highlight of their whole offense. Yeah, so Case he was throwing anything. No, um, and the thing with them is. If they get if they get locked, I agree with you being scared because they have Phil Lindsay, they have Drew Lock, they have two of the best linebackers in the league in mm-hmm. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Like both those guys are still <laughs> hounded on the defense as well. So I think if they can up that offense even just a little bit with Locke to support Phil Lindsay, I think it does get a little scary. I'm over here getting mad. You can't Big mad? look at ESPN's draft board without paying for ESPN Plus. For it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks yep. ESPN Plus. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We Leader don't stay in ESPN Plus. <laughs> Give us free sports. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that. That just kind of frustrated me. But now we'll get into the Chiefs, what we're all passionate about. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we've been building up towards. It was going to go really smooth until today <laughs> showed <laughs> everything up. And I, I take as soon as as soon as that happened, you told me about. I was like. Hey, uh, you heard about this this Clark trade? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, out of nowhere. Kept, that's out of left field. I was like, oh, no, this is uh, a lot of assets we're giving up for this guy. And the boards are crazy about the reaction to this. Fans, they don't know how to take it. They're, they're mad. They're angry. They're still bringing up D Ford and Houston and all this stuff. But bottom line, at 29, would we have got a quality player like Frank Clark there? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. We may have got Monty Sweet or some one of them, somebody fell, but we're yeah. still looking at do they develop and go to the next level? Because NFL is not NCAA. NCAA is some good big programs, Clemson, yeah. Alabama, and stuff like that. But when you go to the NFL, when you play at that level, every one of those is like a superstar on those teams. So you took yeah. the best out of Alabama, best out of Clemson, and you put them all on the Chiefs. Yeah, and so. If you were only mediocre or not that stellar in college, big boys eat you up at the next level. Yeah. Um, I, at first, was really shocked, and I was really kind of yeah. mad about what we I did. I was shocked because the money, because the money take. Yeah, that's what makes it shocked. I saw somebody tweet about exactly what you just said. We This guy's tried and true. He's good. He's and a good ball player. Yes. I got something to back you up right now because people have said, because the whole thing is with the D4 thing, well, we got rid of D4. What are we doing? And they're like, he's not D4. Yeah. He's not D4. People are comping him to Khalil Mack mm-hmm. yes. level. And so here's this. This guy who was retweeted by Airhead Pride. I mean, we all know Airhead Pride. Yeah. They're saying he's not – they're not saying he's Khalil Mack, but they found these numbers over the last three seasons to be interesting. Frank Clark, 47 games, 32 sacks, 31 tackle for loss, 66 QB hits. Khalil Mack, 46 games, 34 sacks, 39 tackle for loss, 66 QB hits. That's big numbers. That's some big I'm, numbers. I'm, that's a that's production. You know, tried and true. He's it's not just this last season where he was playing off the walls. Like he's been at this level. So I think it is 
a great move for a defense. And that's what me and Pasta have been saying this whole time, this whole offseason, and all the, the pickups that she's been doing is they're committing to getting a better defense. We know our offense is great, but we know the defense lost this playoff game. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know what, we're going to go in and we're going to make defensive moves. And yeah. From from the structure, from our from you know a three four to a four three now, mm-hmm. you know Spags, and we some people question why did you get Frank Clark when we picked up Ogabaw and Okafor and yeah. we had TK and you know we had the all these defensive ends, but if we go back in history and look at Spags defensive teams that were stellar, mm-hmm. he had a buttload. Oops, can I say that? You can yeah, say that. You, you can say that. <laughs> you can't say the five. I don't know what the. But anyway, he you know. always had multitude of defensive that. linemen and kept them fresh, kept them constantly, you know, coming down you. Now we put a guy that's going to make Chris Jones better. Just mm-hmm. make Naughty be a fat man and take up two in the middle. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones will get his. Frank Clark will get his. And we can get plenty on the other side between whoever lines up over there. And that's what I think with that system is that you can have your stars with Chris Jones and Clark now. You can have your two stars, but then it makes that whole stable of guys that you're never going to worry about injuries. You're never going to worry about if someone doesn't have a nice matchup against someone else. You have so many people to choose from that you're always you're always fresh and coming in. And Clark is young. He's only 25. So we aren't getting that 32-year-old guy uh-huh. and giving him $100 uh-huh. million and then we're strapped by that contract. I don't think this is a similar contract to uh, Houston's where it's going to – it's not going to uh, – what's the word for it? You know, wrap us up in, in, in the future mm-hmm. because we are looking at next year. We're going to lose Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, $22 million on the salary cap. That's just huge. Way yeah. too much. Way too much. I and mean, he, he performs, but – and he is a, a number one, but $22 million is a lot in the cap world. Yeah, and we'll have – there's always at least – there's a few explosive receivers in every in every draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not super worried about losing Sammy. It's gonna suck because he is a big part of the offense. But I think there's many people that can fill that role. I mean, look at Demarcus Robinson could potentially mm-hmm. build up and fill that mm-hmm. role. And he's a guy I'd like to see get involved in the offense more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think right now we're in a really good spot right now. I was I was pretty upset about the cap space thing. Yeah. Right right off the bat, mm-hmm. but then after looking into it, I was like. We're getting somebody who's going to play well. He's going to compliment the rest of the guys. And oh, it's yeah. like Spagnola what, knows what he's in, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah, done he, this before. He, he's no Bob Sutton. You yeah. know? Thank you. Thank you. I trust him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah, seems, I trust his process. Like, it seems like when, when you trust the coach in what they want to do, things tend to pan out. Look <laughs> at Andy Reid. He comes in, changes things up, goes to that 10th round – that tenth overall pick, uh-huh. and we're like, "Oh God, what's going to happen?" Uh-huh. We picked a quarterback. Okay, let's see what happens, <laughs> and it panned out. See what happens when you trust. Yep, trust you guys. Yep. Um, I don't think we would have went out and gotten him if we don't think he's going to perform well. That's mm-hmm. I think that's the bottom line for me, is we wouldn't have wasted all of those assets if we don't think he's going to come over here and make an instant impact on the defense. And, and go along with the Frank uh, Clark trade is. The, the picks we gave up. We gave up 29 this year, mm-hmm. but what everybody confuses is that two, second round pick is a 2020 pick. It's yeah. not this year. Yeah. So we still have our two in second round, and we even swapped our third, so we moved up about five picks from, what is it, from 92 to 84. So now yeah. we have three picks in the top 100 in this draft that's rich in the second and third round area. Mm-hmm. So we should find value for what we need. We need guys that can start. But may not be required to start, yeah. which will mm-hmm. go to that salary cap role where we're letting some uh, Hutchins and some of these guys go because we have to afford, you know, 
Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill. But I've seen stuff that bringing in Clark that we are committing to Clark and getting rid of Tyreek Hill. That's why I've seen some some scuttle that's, around is that that's with this move they're me. they're phasing him out phasing out Tyreek phasing out Tyreek that and scares me decommitting I don't, I don't, um I don't like that <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'll have to get a new jersey <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I wish we would just the NFL would let due process of law just do its its deal don't already convict him and ship him out of the league before anything's been yeah. settled you know let it happen but yes, as a business, as an NFL franchise, you have to look ahead. Yeah. So you hedge your bet. Don't don't you know pan them off entirely. But yeah, might look at a, a wide receiver in this draft, yeah. and there are some some guys which are on the list. Okay. That that could potentially not replace him, but augment him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you said earlier about Sammy Watkins and and you know, Demarcus Robinson. The key being is Patty Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Hate to say this, but in comparison to that other guy in the red, white, and blue on the East Coast. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to say his name. That's fine with me. I've been uh, on um, Twitter. But I'm fine. that guy always has, you know, pickups from last year. Guys, re- yeah. you know, recuperating their career. And it's Josh just Gordon a good <laughs> a good franchise quarterback makes even mediocre look better. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so when we yeah. have one now, a young one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one that's going to be around for – Long Hopefully time. a long time. Long, long time. I believe he'll be around for a long time. I would like to believe he's a lifer at KC. I, I like to see also, as much as we're worried about Tyreek right now, I like to see that Mahomes is hanging out with who I think is our second biggest offensive asset in Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, him and Kelsey have a fantastic they have, relationship. They have. I mean, starting, I guess, in his March Madness when he was taking them to the t- Texas Tech yeah. games, and you see Kelsey out there sponsoring my Coors. Sponsoring my Coors, man. <laughs> I just think I think that is the most important thing for me right now. And it seems like we have a good trio of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones. They mm-hmm. all are pretty young. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelsey's a little older than them. Yeah. But he's more of like the mentor now. Yeah. Where I thought he would never be that because of how he was acted on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his like on-field attitude. But then Smith left, and so Kelsey kind of took on that that fathership role mm-hmm. on the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Um but I like to see that those three are definitely gelling, and they want the same thing. There's a common goal. They mm-hmm. want to build a dynasty here in Kansas City, and they've said it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more important than keeping Tyreek Hill, who just seem can't he can't seem to keep his nose out of trouble. Where yeah. you have these guys who are just here to play football. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and Frank Clark has a little bit of his own history. Yeah, yeah. but and he be- hasn't been. Correct. I saw since 2015. He's been clean record. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been convicted. He's been he's been a okay since then. And none of them are angels. Yeah, I mean 100%. That's, the, that's the KC mo now. We don't draft you. You got a clean record. We don't, yeah. we don't pick you. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but the only one we picked with with without that was Patty Mahomes. But what makes him different from any other player out there is he grew up in professional sports. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, true. he was around Derek Jeter and stuff like that. So being up at this stage isn't big for him. You know, he's playing the game that he loves and has fun doing it still, and I hope he does it for the next 15 to 20 years. Yeah. But at the same time, playing at this, this level and getting a big salary and being around big names and the lights, that isn't the big thing for him. And, he, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think he goes home and, and or goes out to the clubs and celebrates. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he knows that's not what you got to do. Yeah. Go well, I mean, you get... see that with he's, his family and how they are all interact. And you see his relationship with his brothers and you see the relationship with his girlfriend, like, solid. Seems like to keep him in check. I think, <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing yeah. is he has that girlfriend that, mm-hmm. I mean, they're both 
like workout freaks. I mean, at that tournament, he flexed, and I thought his arms were going to rip out of his shirt. <laughs> I know. I thought you take some steps at linebacker now. Yeah, dude. I was <laughs> like, was <"Geez."> <laughs> but I think it, it, it just helps that he has a good – He's a good core of people around him that are keeping him out of trouble. Yep. And like you said, growing up in that environment, he knows what it's like. He knows how to handle himself. And he was almost kind of mentored to that with his dad. Yeah. You know, his dad was at that level. And he says, when you go to that level, this is what you got to do. Surround yourself mm-hmm. with good people. I heard he's he's big in his muscles because he needs to stretch another 10 yards on his throw. Yeah, he's got to beat Josh Allen, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the draft, um, I'm on Arrowhead Pride right now. Um, some of their fan posts, they've <coughs> updated the our, our picks because mm-hmm. it, it shook everything up. So this is the picks we now currently have. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the 61st overall, second round, 29th pick, second round, 31st pick, 63rd overall, third round, 21st pick, 84th, fifth round, 29th, 167th overall, sixth round, 29th, sixth round, 42nd and seventh round second pick. So we have nothing on day one, three picks on day two, four picks on day three. Mm-hmm. So with the shakeup and with no first round pick, who's your guy you're going to with that first pick in the second round? In the first pick in the second round. First, everybody has to establish what is our needs. What, mm-hmm. what do we need now? Now that we did this, Edge used to be the one that was on top. Yeah. And does that now put linebacker and DB back near the top? I would say so. I think... I think our defensive front and our pass rush is fine. Yep. I think we need a run stopper up the middle and, a, and another lockdown guy. I think uh, West over on that side is going to – I think he's going to pan out. I think he'll be think fine. So? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and our, our defensive backfield there, we've got now – we've got Fuller, we've got Breland, we got West – uh, and you got the honey got badger. Honey badger. So I'm so happy about that. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to buy that jersey. <laughs> but I, I, I agree. But what I, w- I will say is those other ones we say, West and some of the Amari, Wa- mm-hmm. Amari Watts. Amari Watts. Well, Amari yeah. Watts was playing fine then before then he got, he got injured. Yeah. You know, like, I'm excited I to see him Armani back on the field. Watt. Armani Watts. Armani. Armani. I hope Armani Watts comes back and plays well. I like yeah. him. He's, yeah, he, me he too. has fire under him. And what we're missing right now is that center fielder. I mean, we were out of place by putting Sorensen back there to play free safety. I mean – yeah, love seeing to get burned Gibby by LA. Yeah. <laughs> but so potentially that's where I look at that free safety spot. Linebacker is tough because where we're at, the premier ones, you know, are gone. Are gone. Devin White. I mean, he'd look great right there, but Devin White's not going to be anywhere no, near us, and we're not, not going to trade the farm to get up and get him. Mm-hmm. So now we got to look at what kind of talent's going to be with us there at the uh, end of the second round. So. I say, one of them I see falling to us as our first pick in the second round, Paris Campbell Okay. from Ohio State. About 6'2", 195, runs a 4'5", four, 4'4", four, four, big hands, catches, he's fast, he's in and out of his routes. He is, essentially, a replacement for Sammy Watkins. Not okay. Tyreek Hill, but Sammy Watkins. Hmm. And what I look at is Sammy Watkins eventually – but this year, he's a replacement for Conley, who we lost to Atlanta. So, yes, we, we lost Conley, but we bring in this Paris Campbell kid. He's as big or bigger than Conley. He's faster than Conley. And we need speed if you're a wide receiver and you're catching from Patty Mahomes. Cause that's true. Give him another 10 yards and he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's really funny you actually say that here on this post mm-hmm. here. It says, don't be surprised if we do end up taking wide receiver in day two with that first mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. Now that you've brought it to my attention that we are going to be losing Watkins uh-huh. here soon, we especially with that twenty-two million contract on him, yeah. you can replace him for um, cheaper too. I think it makes sense. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset with that. Yeah. I, w- I would not be upset with us 
if we had done that at 29, that would have made me scratch my head. But it would have had to have been somebody so stellar. And I don't see any, you know, DJ Metcalf and the kid from, from uh, Oklahoma or the yeah. other kid from Ole Miss. I don't see them. I don't see them as that great at 29. I okay. see them as value down there where we pick in the second round, but they're not going to fall that far. Yeah. So, as such, you go, what's the next level? And Paris, Paris Campbell is that guy that I see it falling at that level. So, I mean, yes, I'd love Greedy Williams. I had him as, as my first round kind of yeah. Dave's List guy. But it, not at 29 because we don't have 29 anymore. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. have to go a different direction. And there's other guys down there that either have come in on, on visits that have talent, that have the speed that we need, that have the hips that move. Um, so now we look at two the, the two in the second round and the one in the third. So. Well, I think for the draft, too, for me, and I've talked to Pops about this a little bit, too, I think with all these moves we've done since the end of the season – bolstering our defense so much i think it opens up the draft to go offensive because i think we've made so many defensive that either, moves yeah. that we've improved the spots we're weak on we've brought in talent on the line we've changed our whole scheme yeah. we've brought in honey badger brought in brilliant like i think we've done it enough i mean i mean you can still we do still more need a mike linebacker you can we're still do more four three we need a guy right. in the center who's right. not afraid of stopping a run. which is my which was my number one need for draft in, mine I, mine as well mm-hmm. I think we, you need that to complete the system. Yeah. But I think the draft also allows us to go offensive based on the moves we've already done. So picking up a wide receiver in the second, I think, could I mean kind of, you you kind of think uh, the Chiefs, you know, number one offense, they go and get an, another wide receiver. Like, it, but I'm like, you think it works? It kind of makes sense. You know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, we're good at running back. Mm-hmm. We're good at tight end. We got another guy in to be our, our run blocker essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we're good at quarterback for a while. Our offensive line is pretty solid. I would I would say I would like to see that left tackle position change, but mm-hmm. he won't he won't change. He won't. Um but I wish. But yeah, I don't I don't see a, a problem in wanting to prepare the receiving core for the future, but also have some depth at receiver mm-hmm. yeah. cuz we've had a problem with tweaked ankles with yes, bad or, knees. I mean, Conley, the couple years, I mean, yeah. Achilles. Watkins or last year. Anything, yes. I mean, oh, even, I don't, even, even Tyreek fought through yeah. some, some injury yeah, a little bit, some, too. Yeah, some hands, some ankle. I mean, he So he I don't see it. a problem in getting this six foot two, bigger receiver, mm-hmm. faster guy that can fill in that role if Hill goes down or if Watkins goes down. Mm-hmm. That We know we can count on him to still make a difference in the game. And, and, and I'm looking at is bringing in this kid as another – option for this already incredible offense, which is not so much that we're going to outscore everybody because now we've made our defense not 31-32 anymore. Mm-hmm. I am just want I want 20 or 15. Yeah. I want that, middle oh, of the road. 20, that's enough to stop. Yes, 20 I, to 15 would be so happy because then, then you're not giving up 35 points, 40 yeah. points a game. And like, we're still going to score the 40 points. We're still going to yeah. score 40, but they're not scoring. So you don't have to be in a shootout at the end and, <laughs> and be worried that, oh, if our defense is on the field at the end of the game, that's a loss. You know. So I think even just moving up that you know five, ten spots mm-hmm. up is going to be – Amazing. 100%. Which goes into our second second round pick at 31. Where do you see us going with that one? If, now, we, t- if we take the receiver with I the- take the receiver there. And then off the list I have is uh, Jermaine Pratt out of North Carolina State, inside okay. linebacker. Okay. This, this guy. This guy. Okay. Derek Johnson. There's oh. a name I threw out there. <laughs> okay. Middle, <laughs> mi- middle, oh. middle linebacker can cover. He's Luke. Keekly light, he's making tackles. You watch his film, he's on the ball. So he is the Mike I'm looking for. And he's he's a second to third round range kind of guy. It might be a little stretch to take him at the second because he may be still there at the third. 
And so, but at a position of need, I either take him or I'm hoping Nasser Adderley out of uh, Delaware. Okay. Safety is there. And I look at that as like, do I have confidence that my free safety spot is covered by who we have right now? This kid is talented center fielder. Um, he would be a compliment to Honey Badger. Uh, if it's Adder- it's either Adderley at safety or Pratt at middle, middle linebacker. Was okay. Pratt the one who had the record for NCAA? For? For, I think it was sacks or tackles. Uh, I don't know if it was tackles, but Ferguson, Jalen Ferguson. Jalen Ferguson. He, he's the one that had one for, for sacks. Mm-hmm. He's a little raw, and he was up on my list a little bit, but once we made the deal for Frank Clark, I don't have to stretch. I don't yeah. have to reach for Jalen right. Ferguson. Definitely. And Jalen Ferguson may fall. That's true. So you still, yeah, we still could pick him up later if he mm-hmm. if he does fall. Mm-hmm. I see as I see no problem in taking what the best available is, and that's in, in the position that we need. Yeah, I mean, what what's the worst that's going to happen? We draft him, he plays for two years, and we let him go after his rookie contract. It's right, not, it's not right. that much of a loss in, in the grand scheme of things. Especially thinking of like based on what he's playing against you, know, like if he comes in, is it really going to be that bad against what we have right now? You know, like. Even if he is here for two years and is just a slight improvement, that's still an improvement, you know? Yeah. Here in this second-round thing as well, um, I'm reading it. Um, judging well, let's see, judging by the pre-draft visits, they seem to be loading up on late-round quarterback visit, mm-hmm. cornerback visits. So mm-hmm. we can grab those later. Because I've seen that this is a, a cornerback-heavy draft. Mm-hmm. We're going to be is. fine. We'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, leading me to think to be whatever. I can also see us trading up in the second round to grab a safety like Juan Thornhill or wide receiver Andy Isabella. If they start worrying, he will not make it to them. I also see us trading up in the second round as more likely than not. Isabella, I've, I've got him on the list, but I'm not as sold on him. Okay. I, uh, Isabella reminds me of all the New England guys, Amendola and Edelman and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> but those guys are really good <laughs> when they're with the right guy. Yeah, with right, that right, guy. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but you, that see, guy. you see when they left that guy how really great they really yeah, were. Right. But we have – that guy. guy. <laughs> no, so, we have our guy. Yeah, we have <laughs> right, our guy. We have our guy. But I see. But he's a slot guy, and I don't think we need we don't him. Need I, no. I I think have faith that that Tyreek's going to go through this and he'll be back and he'll be playing for the yeah. Chiefs. As such, I don't want I don't want to waste a pick on a slot guy to to replace him who isn't as good as he is. Yeah, and he's not as comparable to Watkins or replacing Conley. Yeah. He is a slot guy. And that's I like him. He's got good hands. And we makes we good definitely cuts. need a bigger guy though, because yeah. that's what we've been lacking in the last couple of years is that big guy in the end zone to go up and get it. I mean, are we going to rely on? We don't have him anymore. But Demetrius Harris was the guy that he played basketball. If you guys didn't know, in case you didn't <laughs> know, he's a former basketball player. He couldn't catch a football, <laughs> so he was that guy. Conley was kind of that guy, but he was riddled with injury. Mm-hmm. He was uh, kind of that three, four receiver slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would kind of be nice to have a bigger, a bigger, wider guy to go up there and be aggressive and mm-hmm. beat guys off the ball. And be I still wonder whatever happened to Kelvin Benjamin. He's still I don't know. Is he still on the he's roster? still on the books roster. We haven't re-signed him, so I wouldn't. If he loses a little weight, I wouldn't be mad. Well, if we said even keep him at the weight and make him a blocking tight end. Like he's that tight end size, yeah. a little quick, but like. And he's young. Yeah. Yeah, he's young, and he's he, he would be an improvement over Demetrius Harris yeah. if you just made him a tight end. I could agree with that. <laughs> so I, I mean, Harris lined up wide sometimes. <laughs> that would be, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'd be pretty okay with that. <laughs> and Thornhill, you mentioned Thornhill. He's that other safety guy like Nasser Adderley from Delaware that if they fall to us into that, that second range, 
I think he's a pickup, but I think he's a little more talented. And, uh, you know, I think his name is going to go sooner than Adderley's is. Because okay. Adderley went to Delaware, Thornhill went to Virginia. So some people say, oh, a small school prospect. Well, it's not a small school. It's still yeah. NCAA Division One school. It's just he plays in Delaware in that conference. Then we go third round, 21st overall pick, still in the top 100. Mm-hmm. So who are you, who do you think is that guy we take there? See, here, if, if yours goes the way that you're envisioning it. Here it is. I say we take Jay Sternberg, tight end, out of Texas A&M. Okay. He is somewhat of a sort of clone, uh, they've said, of Kelsey. Okay. He comes from a school that isn't – you know, he put up some numbers, but he has the talent to get the ball and make things happen after he gets it. He didn't put up huge numbers, but he put up good-looking numbers. When he when he caught the ball and was part of the offense, the know, offense benefited. It benefited from him, and he has speed. He, he's a pretty you know fast guy. Okay. He has the size, but he is a catching tight end. Okay, and so. Yes, I hate to say I'm hedging my bet, but in your third round picks, those are development guys that aren't started today, yeah. but will grow into that. And as you grow into that, Kelsey's going to turn 30, 31, mm-hmm. 32. And also with the turning 31, 32, the contract goes up mm-hmm. and up and up and he becomes more and more expensive. So mm-hmm. if you can Even come in I, and... I hope that Kelsey's a lifer, though. As do I. As, as, do, as I. do I. Yeah. I think anyone that is a Chiefs yeah. fan hopes he is. But, but if you put, bring in a kid that is somewhat compared to you... That'd be a and good looks thing. up yeah. to you mm-hmm. as the, the number one. The kid has actually said that his favorite tight end and looked His up to Travis was Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yes, imagine being the tight end that you're playing with the person you're comped to, learning from the from that guy and becoming that yeah. kind of yeah. tight end, you know? Yep. Like, and so it goes back to Alex Smith mentoring Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Travis Kelsey mentoring. Because Gonzalez didn't mentor uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey no. just kind of became who he was. Yeah. He's a beast. <laughs> yep. And that's why Tony Gonzalez is not my goat. He's not. Take it. Take his name off the Ring of Honor. That's a little extreme, but yeah. <laughs> so taking a tight end at the third in our third round pick. So you have us taking wide receiver, safety, Defense. safety, L- ILB, and mm-hmm. then tight end. Mm-hmm. And then we we don't have a fourth round pick, and we go straight to the fifth round, 29th pick, 167th overall. What's your What's your thoughts at that at that pick? It's not a homer pick, okay. but he has talent that didn't play out in the SEC. Um, Terry Beckner out of Missouri. Defensive line, he could be that guy that comes in, and does he replace Naughty? Does he come in and go side-by-side yeah. side with Chris Jones? He has the talent. Definitely. He has the physicality yeah. to do it. He just has a little bit of, you know, the mental stuff and yeah. getting the game <laughs> and being smart enough at the next level and not making the, the rudimentary mistakes he made at Mizzou yeah. that, that held him back from being in this big defensive line class, he should have been ranked higher. Most definitely, especially coming out of high school being the top-ranked yes. defensive mm-hmm. lineman in his, in his graduating class in high school. Um, he's somebody, as a, as a Mizzou fan, I did watch mm-hmm. a lot of Mizzou football, so he's a guy, he's big, mm-hmm. he's fast, and he's physical, but like you said, the mental things, he sometimes... His footwork isn't great sometimes. Mm-hmm. He takes a playoff here. He misses a tackle. Mm-hmm. These things, these are things that could be fixed. Exactly. And as as that fifth round guy, that project guy mm-hmm. that you're going to build up, I could see it being a really good pick for us. I am. We'd have Chris Jones to help him out, which mm-hmm. arguably one of the best nose tackles in football. You have Naughty to teach him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Naughty's going to get older, and he's going to 
I, I, I really like that pick, honestly. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> An interior lineman, not not a bad pick. Right. And not, and not a, yeah, not a bad pick ever. Not yeah. a bad pick to ever stock up on and keep in your reserves because, I mean, like we saw, even with our offensive line, guys go down. You need to mm-hmm. fill the spot. So, especially down the trenches, those are so physical. Yeah. Like you got to have people to just back it up all the time. And how nice would it be for Chris Jones, say he needs a breather. How nice mm-hmm. would it be for this guy to come in Big guy, big physical guy, nasty, nasty player to come in and relieve Jones of a couple plays. Mm-hmm. Let him get a breather. And somebody you're going to be confident in. That's the biggest thing is, yeah, you can throw in whoever in there, but, like, how confident really are you going to be in this? Mm-hmm. Um, and as as that, as um, Beckner progresses, I think he's just going to get better. Um, he's not like a clowny who peaked his senior year or his last year in college and mm-hmm. his first couple of years in the league. Yeah, he's kind of tailed mm-hmm. off. Definitely, I think Beckner kind of went down a little bit in his last year at Mizzou, but I think he has really high ceiling. Is my yeah, opinion. his I best think, football's ahead of him. I think I think so as well. And I good think, coaching, good training, and we just brought in a new D line coach, didn't we, from New England? I believe so, James. Or was it, it or was it a linebacker <laughs> coach? We, we brought somebody in from New England mm-hmm. system. To help uh, at the uh, one of our positions, I can't remember who it is. I believe it's D line. <laughs> I want to say it's a new D line coach. Um, but that could be the difference. Good yeah. coaching. I was just watching um, yesterday. Peyton Manning went in with uh, uh, what organization was it? Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee mm-hmm. Volunteers Football. Mm-hmm. He had a meeting with the coaches. It was supposed to be just a twenty minute talk. Turned into a three hour seminar on why good coaching is so important. <laughs> And how much better it makes you. He was showing drills that he did in high school, mm-hmm. in college, at Indy, at Denver. He goes, I did these drills thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Every day at practice I did this drill mm-hmm. just for it to pay off one time in a game. And he showed a clip of him hurdling a defender that came over, came through and dove at his legs. Mm-hmm. He jumped over him. He was like, if I hadn't done that drill, would I have done that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But preparing myself like that will happen helped me with that. And I think that's where people overlook coaching. They just think these players are great by themselves. When you can get a project, I like Kelsey was a project guy. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Com- coming out of, yeah, yeah Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. You're not expecting anything of him. And he comes out, yeah, he loses some football. weight, gets a little more muscular, gets more physical, and mm-hmm. pans out to be a top three tight end in the NFL, right. arguably the, the number one guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- I really I really really like that pick at, at, in the fifth round there with uh, Terry Beckner. I would be ecstatic with that pick. Also, you're right. Brendan Daly did come from the Patriots. Okay, defensive line coach. Defensive line. Hey, we got a little spy. <laughs> got a little, <laughs> hey, so what else do you know besides defensive line? <laughs> um, sixth round, 29th pick. Okay, now we're starting to develop into some developmental players, yeah. special teams guys. Um, that's where I got um, Tyrone Johnson out of Oklahoma State, four three three speed. Ooh, Poten- <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, got my attention. Potential <laughs> returner and special teams guy. Okay, um, but speed don't lie. I mean, yeah, yeah. what they well, say in the Royal speed kills. Yeah, I mean uh, that's seven and seventeen. Whatever. You look at the Oregon days with Mariota. None of their skill guys were big. But they were fast, and they won football games because nobody Thomas. could catch them. Yep. Anthony Thomas. Anthony Thomas, yep. one of those guys that this big, 130-pound stopping wet, mm-hmm. but he runs a 
He runs Olympic track speed. Yeah. Well, even look at Chiefs history. Dante Hall, X-Factor. Like, yep. Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Like, <laughs> you can have these guys that maybe they don't – but they, we don't need them to be a number yeah. one wide, wide receiver. You can come in, and we need you to fill that role of yeah. a return man and get mm. the job done with your speed. And it would be nice to have somebody compliment Tra- – I think Traymond Smith's a great return man. Yeah. Like, have somebody compliment him that mm-hmm. – Dual threat. Dual threat. Yes. Yeah, so that's like every Hill. time I saw Hill back there, I thought, great, he can do big things, but, but – they're headhunting on, on yeah. special teams. Yeah. Yeah. They want to. They want to crush. It would be nice to have that guy that you can rely on to be safe with the football, mm-hmm. to get it downfield fast, and to take that load off Hill. Let Hill mm-hmm. sit on the sidelines. Exactly, because we because we don't need you to go get those reps. Like we need you to be as fresh as you can, least amount of risk of injury. Because we you are our premier wide receiver. So why are we putting you in those situations? Mm-hmm. You know, to even yeah. get hurt or get tweaked or get whatever. You know. Yep. So I, I like that pick as well, and it's never bad a bad idea to get special teams help. Yeah, because special teams are that that forgotten phase, yeah. you know, of the game. At what point do we draft a new punter? <laughs> Whenever Dustin finally <laughs> retires, like never. <laughs> Actually, the list last year had Dixon out of Texas or Texas okay. Tech. I had him higher. I had him going in about the fourth or fifth round, and I thought we should have took him because it was just that. Like some of these other picks I put yeah. forth. Two years down the road, Dustin, you know, yeah. moves on, and we stop paying him the highest paid punter in the league. Deserves yeah. it, even though he is our only, you know, for a long time our only All Star. He's our MVP for a while, <laughs> yeah. like honestly, Hall of Famer, and, first punter in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> he might actually yep. be. He really, he really should, though. I mean, yeah. not only for the fact. I mean, we do joke about punters and you know, kind of whatever, but being the best punter we've had, one of the best in the league, one of the best being, ever, honestly. Yeah, one of the best ever. He's been a lifer, being Walter Payton nominee. Man of the year nominee. You know, Ooh. like he's. I mean, He's he has a solid statistics guy. too that of his planting it in the twenty, and his yeah. statistics yeah. are always in the top five every year. Of yep, keeping him back there, and that's a forgotten aspect of the game as well. The punter is an extremely important piece. I mean, it without is. him, you can put yourself in some really awful situations. Well, it makes it like I don't, you know Pat McAfee. I don't know if you've heard of Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he his I mean, he played in the NFL, so I'm, I'm sure. You're okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, you go can't ahead, get enough, dude. Go ahead, James. He makes that like when he calls it, like he'll like record it on Snapchat and Instagram, like he'll call punts because he makes it that exciting, like because it is like that intensive. You think like, okay, he can either pin them down at the five, you know, yeah. or he can screw it up and they're gonna get it at the twenty-five yard line. Yeah. And, Shank it out. And yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of return game. You just gave it to him with a twelve-yard punt. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So taking a special teams role player at that. First sixth round spot, mm-hmm. second sixth round pick at pick forty two. I'm I'm stretching now for, to to look at some of my my uh, offensive linemen. Okay. The one I looked there at that point is Chuma Uduga, offensive tackle at a USC. Okay. He's a solid big guy. Played at a huge program, you know, on the in the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have the elite, you know, hand speed of everybody else, but he is a developmental guy who played at the top level. And that's what you need at the sixth round. Just yeah. come in, be on the practice squad, work your way into the to the Definitely. next level. Mm-hmm. And he's played along the line. He's played tackle, guard, uh, left and right. Didn't play center, but left and right. Well, that's been our kind of thing is have guys that can plug every hole. You know, have mm-hmm. guys that can I can get three guard, I can three tackle. And what? look look how that's helped us mm-hmm. this last year. We had how, how many linemen went down with injuries and mm-hmm. guys just stepped in and still yeah, played how many at a different, high level. How many different line combinations did we have? But the thing I forgot about is Mitch Morse left. Yeah. Yes. You know, so what do we fill center with? Well, see, that's my version two. <laughs> okay. Because I have a version two that we don't go Paris Campbell at the first one. 
We go with Elgin Jenkins out of uh, Texas Tech or Texas. Uh, Texas A&M. Either way. <laughs> a Texas, one of those Texas, Texas schools. <laughs> but he is, he is of all – they say that guy from uh, South Carolina, Bradbury, is the number one. No, I don't think so. And even that Elton guy. This or El, Elgin Jenkins is the right center. He's a mauler and he can pass protect. And he's ready. He's the most NFL ready right now. And that's what we need if we lost Morris – I would say that first of the second two, mm-hmm. and we could almost edge it and say not. But then again, I don't want to lose offense, defense on the those first yeah. two. If I do go offense on the first of the two, you it's either yeah. the defense on the second one, mm-hmm. and then it just depends how the the board pans out. Um, Campbell maybe, but if you don't find Campbell, I have a a, a, a replacement for him later down three. the. <laughs> no, four. well, so if I didn't take Campbell at you know one of my two second round picks. There's other kids like Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State if he lasts. And then there's also some uh, uh, Anton Wesley out of Texas Tech. Some of these names out of Texas Tech, mm-hmm. Patty Mahomes has played with them. Yeah, that's so true. They've that's, caught his ball before. Yeah, you kind of you kind of forget about that. But, like, Patty Mahomes is only, you know, a year two removed from Texas Tech. So you kind of yeah. do have the same, like, mm-hmm. familiarity between the players. And so that's just kind of it, – it's edgy on what happens as the board plays out. Yeah. Do we take the, the risk of taking a wide receiver and placing Watkins, or we take a center that replaces Morse? You know, that's, again, it's yeah. the offense that we're, we're supplementing yeah. early on. And I think I think at this point, we're, we have a pretty good history with uh, free agency at this point. So it's, you know, if we don't draft that guy, can we get him in free agency later? Can we pick up somebody who didn't make another team who we think could fit our system well? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I look at that and I'm like, if we don't get him now, we'll get him at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not. I honestly forgot that Morris was yeah. no longer on the roster. Yeah, I was just um, talking about offensive line sparked. I was like, oh wait, he's in Buffalo now. Like we lost our mm-hmm. our center, but and he who, had been dealing with his, stuff. Who filled his role last year? Um, was it not? No, not because right it, Reader did for a little bit. Yeah, and then Wiley didn't. No, Wiley, I always Wiley. think it's Wiley. But yeah, it's I, Wiley. I always want to say, but Wiley just came Wiley filled in for Tardif. But I liked yeah. Wiley play. I think I I, I like how Wiley, Wiley played. He reminded me of uh, Colts Quinn and Nelson. He kind of reminded me of that same kind mm-hmm. of like crazy man, you know, style. Yeah. Could he? Could one of the other linemen or a guard mm-hmm. in, in theory? Could they just adapt their game to play the center position? They can. The the the, the centers, the the guards, and the interior line. Usually are interchangeable. Yeah. The only thing that changes is if you are specifically center, you know, talented. Sometimes you're smaller, and then yeah. that doesn't allow you to go the other direction. Yeah. But if you're a guard that has played center, you can move inside yeah. even one more. But again, it has to be a guy who's got the the mental capacity of the game, because yeah. he, you know running that line and running all the calls and the the protections that's huge. I mean, yeah. you could even say. I know you don't. You're not too big in a baseball, but you could say like the center is like the catcher. They say the catcher runs the game. You mm-hmm. know, so you could say that center mm-hmm. is so key to the entire offense and how it runs. I think Wiley, he is a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. He was always smaller on the line. Yeah. Maybe he could bump over, fill that role, and fill that role of a center. I mean, fill in yeah. that guard spot. Because I didn't see a lot of movement in free agency on the offensive line, I think the Chiefs are happy with what they have right now. Yeah. Yes, you always got to fill the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Every draft, it's like any successful team, 
always somewhere between the third and the sixth round throws another guy into the mix because yeah. they're going to you got to keep developing these yeah. bodies because one they break down two they move on or get too expensive and, and three you know injury, <laughs> injury. yeah because yeah. you never want to be stuck in a spot where like oh i wish I, oh oh we need linemen now oh i wish we had a lineman now like mm-hmm. and that's what we did we when tardif went down yeah other people go down we're like okay we got him we can plug him in we can move around shuffle around I agree. Um, seventh pick, that one's. I feel like that one's pretty hard to determine what's going to happen just because we don't know how everything's going to pan out. But with the seventh pick, would you just want another guy to throw in the barrel to give us depth somewhere? Yes, and it would probably be a defensive back. Okay. And one of the ones I have out there is Jazz Ferguson. He is the brother of Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. the the yeah mm-hmm. all-time sack guy. It's uh-huh. his brother playing out of Northwest Date something. Okay. He's raw, <laughs> but, he, but he is, you know, he's got 6'5 speed or 6'5 height and 4'5 speed. Oh, he's huge and fast. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> okay. So he, he's a Demetrius Harris flying down the sideline making a tackle on special teams. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool. He sounds humongous. <laughs> <laughs> but he may just be a muscle head and just, right. but again, he's a seventh round pick. Yeah, yeah. so who knows if he makes the 53 man yeah. roster, yeah. you know? And so and I also don't know if we don't trade some of our 7th and 6th and 6th to move up for some more talent up in the in the I, I see in, us potentially in the draft, yeah. Yeah. Letting a body go, I don't know which one on the roster and a couple of these picks to move up into the 4th. Cuz there's some talent in the 4th we're missing out on. Yeah. So And historically we've had a good like mid mid draft Mid round, mm-hmm. we've been historically good at, with those yeah. picks, and they've yeah. panned out. We've so. never been good if you give us a great pick in a great <laughs> draft, but we're really good in, <laughs> in the middle, middle rounds. We'll find some gems, but yeah. don't give us a number one in a, in a good draft because we won't get the right guy. <laughs> we'll pick Eric Fisher out of, out of Central Michigan, <laughs> Central Eastern Michigan State Girls School for the Blind. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! dude. Yeah. Wow. We're not we're not Fisher lovers over here. Well, well, I'm a future hater. Nobody really is, but you look at him, and he hasn't been as bad as others have. It know? was a, it was a bad draft was that bad. year yeah, for offensive yeah. linemen. Lane Johnson and none of the top none of the top guys panned out. None of the top guys. So I'd say we've got the better end of guess, the deal yeah, from what it could have been. I guess the better end of what the others are, but he's still not. Glass half full kind of guy over here. <laughs> yeah, we looked it up. I think DeAndre Hopkins was in the draft. Like some crazy. Like, but then it's like you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like yeah. you don't know. But, <coughs> you have no idea. Yeah, you know he's gonna be the best wide receiver, but he is the best in the league right now. <laughs> it's him and Julio. AB, where you at? Ooh. Getting thrown He's with coming Derek back. Carr. You're, you're causing problems. <laughs> causing problems. All over the board. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, but I want your take about do you think he's a fool or no for his comments on Juju? Oh, I think he's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Play your game. I like the players like, you know, we talked about him earlier, Larry Fitzgerald. He plays his game, and his game speaks enough for himself. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice played his game, and it spoke enough for him, you know. Well, I think of two. Calvin Johnson, Megatron always he could burn you anytime he wanted to. Best wide receiver possibly ever, and he and just he'd pull your helmet off and beat you up in the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, who did he fight? I, I can't for, I can't he... remember the dude's name. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yes. that was great. <laughs> he'd, he'd back it up. <laughs> he'd talk smack to you to your face and back it up. But he wasn't causing problems in the locker room. He wasn't making social media wasn't as big as like whenever he was, mm-hmm. whenever he was um, still in the league, but. 
you never heard anything come out of him. You mm-hmm. never heard anything come out of these guys that in the past have been phenomenal. I mean, just recently has social media kind of become a problem. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see, like, guys on our roster handling it well and managing their social media <coughs> in a responsible mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. where we're not looking at it going, come on, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, Chris Jones tweets out Bible verses every day. Like He does. Yeah, <laughs> he really he's, like, does. he's like – but that's the thing I think, too, going back to way back with Mahomes and Kelsey and Jones, like the thing that's so cool is they all seem like they like each other and they're all friends. Like you see them interacting on Twitter and being at games yeah. with each other and like well, hanging out. Like Everybody we picked up this offseason, Mahomes has sent him a tweet. Yeah, Mahomes has already reached out. Like when, as soon as we picked up Clark, he's just like – Welcome to the family. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Let's go win. Yep. Well, and, I, and same with like Honey Badger, Matthew. As soon as he came in, he's like, okay. And he had a lot of people throwing him tweets because mm-hmm. he's a guy that's he's had it rough. He's mm-hmm. he's fought through things. Mm-hmm. He's he's um he didn't pan out as great as you you thought he would have at yeah, LSU. Come on you. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that you know he's gonna work hard. You know he's gonna <laughs> you know yeah he's that gonna, work ethic is out the roof. Yeah, you know he's gonna put everything he has into it. And so when he came in, everyone's like, thank God we got a workhorse. We got mm-hmm. a guy who's going to be physical. That's going to be the, the secondary leader that we needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been, my, he's been my favorite, biggest, most important, I think, pickup of the offseason for me. I, yeah. Because I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, just coming in, it's just like he sees that Eric Berry is gone, yeah. faded. And he's like, I'm going to, you know what? I'll be that guy. Yeah, like, he's already like said he's, it. He's, he's, he's been coming up and like, I will be the guy. I will make sure personally, I will take personal responsibility that this defense will not be. 32, that. you know, yeah. like, thank goodness we have people yeah. like that. And it helps when we're adding defensive line help and when we're, we have young guys around him that are going to play well. I, I, I'm just really excited. I don't know what the season's going to hold, but I'm really excited for, it's like, exciting where stuff. it's headed. And we look at the season of last year of, you know, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Will he do that again? Maybe. Yeah. But then again, maybe we don't have to do that. You know, right. so, so he goes 45 touchdowns and 4,500 yards. Yeah. That's right. still stellar right. and yeah. MVP category. Yeah. But we may not have to put up 48 every game. Mm-hmm. It'd, be our, cool. it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. And even, even that, he puts up 32 and 3,300 yards. Like, that's still yeah. leading the and league. And nine picks. Right, right. <laughs> cool like, I think, as long as we're winning games, I don't really care what yeah. happens. Yeah, I, I think it is kind of crazy. That might be one of the harder things, I think, for Chiefs fans to realize, like, Mahomes isn't going to. He's throw not going to throw fifty and five thousand again. Like yeah. that's just you. Well, he might. He could. He could. But don't count. Like don't expect it and count yeah. on like. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not good. He's what? Like, no. Yeah. Like you know how hard that is to. Last year was just ridiculous. Yes, yeah, so I mean, it's it was, ridiculous. It was, it was one of those seasons that's going to go down in like an NFL film. Like the greatest his first year starting. Like yeah, and they threw yeah. those stats up all the time. They put yeah. them up with those three big names. I mean, yeah. with Favre, with that other guy, and Manning, you know, and yeah, yeah. Like, he's and that other guy, and the other guy. But. Yeah. But he's in that in that talk with those kind of numbers and that kind of skill. So I think the one thing I do want to talk about before we leave the Chiefs, or if we ever leave the Chiefs, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Our running game. What does our corral look like? Well, okay. we got Williams. Both we got Williams. Hyde. Both Williams and Carlos Hyde. Okay. I've Wh- been seeing. Oh, I don't know the dude's name on Twitter. He wants us to take the back out of uh, Iowa State. Montgomery, I believe yes, is his Montgomery. last name. Mm-hmm. Um. Who, Jay Coon? Yeah. He's always tweeting about how he wants Montgomery. Big physical back. He's going to be a workhorse. Here's my thing, but though. do we use an early I, pick for him? I think That's that the... with what we with our stable already, 
it would be foolish to waste not not waste a pick, but to spend a pick on a running back. Because I think just looking at the last half of the season, Damian Williams ran fine. I mean, we brought in Carlos Hyde. I don't think we had to, but we did. So now we have a two running back system, mm-hmm. like we've talked about before, and yeah. how the NFL is going. But I think Damian Williams held his own. You know, yeah, he was fine. He's cracked like he, a. Uh, oh but I think I think right now our running back core is fine. Yeah. Um okay. both the Williams kind of proved to me towards the end of the year after the Kareem thing happened that mm-hmm. hey, these guys can fill the shoes. Mm-hmm. Each of them play differently. And I think that's why Carlos Hyde one coming in is really good because it takes over Darren Williams. I think yeah. it's Darren because Damian was great. I think he's a really good back. I think mm-hmm. he'll fit as well. But I think that Carlos Hyde kind of the bulldozer, the bruiser kind of yeah. guy. I think that's the that's the bigger improvement mm-hmm. to compliment Williams. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, looking forward to the season, I can't remember who all we play. Um, I don't We've know. had some tough home games. I remember we have, that. We have a tough schedule. We play New England in New England again, third year in a row. I don't understand that. Yeah, they justify it with some sort of it's on a three-year rotation, yeah, it's on a, which yeah, it'll it's change on a, with the next CBA, and they'll get it for the next five-year rotation. Apparently so. what is supposed to happen is that for – Six years, over six years, it evens out. So I guess after this one, supposedly if Roger Goodell doesn't do something different, we're supposed to go. I guess New England will play so I feel here, about Roger here for three years. I just, yeah, I see. Like, we, get, so after we, Brady, we get the after Brady, post yeah, Brady. So who cares? I said his name. <laughs> yeah, we get post Brady, New England. Woo! We'll see him in the playoffs again. Right? Maybe. 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 I'm it's saying for their sake, not ours, because they don't have Gronk anymore. So I don't know how that throws oh, yeah. off their offense. Gronk retired. Yeah, and they got rid that. of um, Cordell Patterson, who I thought was one of their best playmakers on offense. Mm-hmm. They have Sony Michelle, who's who's good, but I don't know what the receiving core looks like. Cause, um, Edelman? Is that it? Is that all the guys, Edelman? Yeah, because Gordon, Gordon's, Gordon's gone. gone. That's all they need is Edelman. I guess. Yeah, that guy looks like walking CTE. <laughs> he is. He's CTE with He's legs. Been knocked <laughs> out right back in the game. How long till he just walks out the field? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Did you want to look at the schedule? I got schedule up. Yeah, I do want to look at the schedule real fast. Okay, so we start our first two games are on the road: Jacksonville and then Oakland. Because Oakland is playing at Oakland for one more season. Mm, I think the option two, two wins. And then our first home game is Baltimore. It's a tough one. I think it's tough. Yep. Then we go on the road again to Detroit. I think that's a win. That's a win. Then home versus Indy, Sunday night football primetime. It's a tough one, but I'm taking us again. Of course. Especially, I think, especially with an improved defense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we beat them with our bad defense. Yeah. So I can imagine coming in with a better defense. Then home again against Houston. I'm taking us again. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. especially because it's going to be a revenge game for Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's going to play out <laughs> right. of his mind. Right. <laughs> he's going like to play like a wild man. And then we got quick turnaround Thursday night football at Denver. Still taking us. Still yeah. take us. Then we have home versus Green Bay. Still taking us. I don't think Green yeah. Bay's. Then home against Minnesota. That'll be a tough one. It'll be nice. It'll be a brawl. I still, I still feel like we have the upper hand in that game. It'll be a brawl, yeah. but I think it's gonna be a. That might be one of our first tests for our cornerbacks and our secondary because you're gonna guard Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. So I think that I think might that, be that indie game is a big test for the secondary yeah. as well, though. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the elite quarterbacks up there that can mm-hmm. diagnose and dissect the Ebron and T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. and that guy that stepped up towards the end of the year. I can't remember his name though, um, but he stepped up and was a big, mm-hmm. a big problem as well. Mm-hmm. Then we go on the road for two of them at Tennessee. 
think that's that a dark win. horse game. You love Tennessee Titans. I don't know why, dude. They just always win when they shouldn't. <laughs> and then we go to Mexico City, maybe, <laughs> to play the Chargers. Yeah, that's Beyonce has a concert the night before. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that's gonna be a brawl. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to say anything about who's gonna win that. Win yeah. That. Then we have our bye week. Then we come home for a home game against Oakland right after the bye. That's a win. I'll take it. Especially, take especially, it. Coming, especially coming out of a bye too. Yeah. Coming out of bye at home. Oakland. Game. Oakland. That's Oakland. that's the game we should go to. That's on twelve one. That'd be right around my birthday. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> I'm not driving though. Then we go. Neither. Not it. I, he's, he's, <laughs> I have to because it's the first, not the third. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll be doing this. I'll be going, hey, James. This is pretty good. I'll be drinking my water. <laughs> then we go on the you road can, can to New England. <laughs> I can have a soda. On the road to New England? Yep. I want that one so bad. So bad. It's at 325 p.m., week 14. I mean, that's that's big that going one. into playoff time. Like, that's, oh, a, that's, a, that that's a big game. That's the one I probably want the most on the whole of, I think so, too. Yep. I think so, too. Just to prove that. That like, and the indie game are like the yep. two that mm-hmm. I want the most. Yeah. Then uh, at home against Denver. Of course you want that one. Of course. Then on the road against Chicago. I think that's a tough one. Yeah. That's another good test before the playoffs. Right though. before mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. That's, right. a, that's a Chicago team who made some weird offseason. Who, who choked in the playoffs. We'll just say that. They choked. Yeah. Parky. Parky choked. But oh, Parky. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, Hate to see that. You really do. He works a pig the Wiggly now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, that's another tough one. I want to see us take it. Um, it's a good test for our offense. Mm-hmm. I'll throw yeah. it that way because yeah. that's a good defense. That's a it's a good team, and that especially I, I last season I had Chicago picked way deep. You know, I did yeah. too. But yeah. I thought Chicago was going to go way deeper than they did. Yeah, so <laughs> I think should've. that could even be a possible Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, because maybe. I don't know. I Could don't know. be. I don't know the NFC at all. And then last game of the season is home against Chargers. That's another one. Yeah, great, right? White way to end the season. Division, you know. Yep. That's fun though. That's a those last five weeks of football are fun weeks. Oakland, New England, New England Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, but Chargers, what does that last Denver. game with San Diego mean? Depending on the rankings and, and the, the record at that point, and being the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Do we have it sealed up at that point? Do they are they still scrapping for a spot? Who's not playing and starting? You know, are yep. we resting starters at that game? Uh-huh. Biggest thing with that one is it's at Arrowhead. Yep. Because they use their home game for that Mexico City game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, oh for you guys. Well and ours on home game. I was I was mad that it was down there until I saw that it, it took away one of their home games and not ours. Yep. Yeah. But I'm excited for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad. I'll be stuck behind the desk whenever the draft is happening. Or it starts at eight thirty. Right, it's prime time, isn't it? I think yeah, seven or eight. So yeah, I'm I'm be behind the desk from seven to, to nine. Seven to nine. Wow. Or six to nine. You can stream wow. it. Yeah. If I can't find a stream, I'll just find somebody on Twitch or Reddit that's streaming it. I'll just Facetime you. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but I'll keep up to date with it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it'll be coming out right when this. I'm gonna release this tomorrow. Oh, got to a day early for the nice. draft, dude. Nice, nice. Got to, got to get that that research. Nice. You got to watch the. Yeah, it'll be out tomorrow, so we can shoot to get video. Uh, oh, but tomorrow's gonna be busy. Yeah. So I don't know about tomorrow. Okay. I'll audio will be up. Tomorrow. Audio will be up and video will probably be up on Friday like normal. Yeah. But audio will still be will be up a day early. early. Yeah. 
Let me just add that our sponsors wanted up a day early. So <laughs> okay. You guys do the work. Audio will be up a day Audio early. will be. I don't have to edit a whole lot like like yeah. James does with the video. But thank you for for uh, coming on and yeah, joining us. This was a success. I was nervous was going in. I was like, oh, I don't know what Bob's is going to say. <laughs> he like, came through with it. He came through and he get he got the list. He brought the. You finally got to see the list. Is the I know. Because uh, you don't even know how many times we're watching. Like he's on my list. Like. You don't have a list. It's like I do. Yearly, he <laughs> he got he it. Proved to you that he, <laughs> he definitely has a list. Um, Lo- just the options that are coming out on Thursday. It's just going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good to see what teams do mm-hmm. because you always want to see parity in the league. So yeah. there's just better competition, better football, better entertainment. Definitely. Thank you, though. This was a lot of fun. We might have to do a little a little follow up. Follow up draft oh, analysis. <laughs> now I get graded on the list. <laughs> yeah, I get graded on the list. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> I wish we had buzzers. <laughs> we'll have one by that time. <laughs> no, we won't. I don't think. The, see the way the budget works is uh, <laughs> comes out of our pockets. Yeah. So, so I'm sponsored, so <laughs> well. flex. Okay. But thank you. This was a lot yes. of fun. Thank we you. appreciate you appreciate taking your time. Give me to, the uh, chance. Yeah, I appreciate you taking off work a little bit to come in and talk about draft. Getting the whole list together. That was, was months awesome. in the making. It's awesome taking a half day of work just to come <laughs> get ready for this. We we really appreciate it though. Mm-hmm. You definitely put in a lot of work into this okay. and uh we will definitely be watching many football games together. You're welcome definitely. to come over anytime, Chance. Thank you. Definitely. Watch games and how it plays out. <laughs> throw darts. Yeah, throw darts. Thank you guys for listening as always. This has been Track Record Sports. I'm not even going to do the plugs this time. Nah. 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 It's too good. Ending it. Don't forget to keep a clean track record.